What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are locked into episode 115 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka Cat Daddy, aka High Res Hater, and of course, aka Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, brother? <laughs> not much. Definitely not much. Just happy to be back talking about uh, games as usual. Um, Joe, I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here for you. Stop it, you abuser. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I want to hear nothing about nothing. And, and that audible declaration of internal pain wasn't from none other than Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. I was uh, venting to my gaming stepdad over here prior to starting the show about... Uh, T-Mobile, and I want my money, and I want my money. I closed off service with them like about, I would say, six weeks ago. May have mm-hmm. even been eight weeks ago, and uh, they owe me money. And it's like they keep sending me bills. Hey, you got a credit balance of $78. And it's like, you know, I get another letter in the mail. It's like expecting my check. It's another bill said, hey, you got a credit balance of $78. We'll carry on to your next bill. It's like, okay. Yeah, you wanna you wanna snip that in the bud before it affects your credit rating. Uh, that's not gonna affect my credit rating. I just I want uh, my money back. That's all. So yeah, they owe him money, but they haven't sent him anything yet. But yeah. they're telling him it's a bill. Is no, it? No, is, it's, they... it's a bill with a credit balance. It's actually oh, okay. it's just negative. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of okay. speaking of, I closed a. It was funny. I closed a a work account because I had a work account uh for petty cash you know for my job and i closed it right and i was like okay we're gonna close it and everything and i took all the money out sent it back and i get a message from wells fargo saying no 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 sorry i called someone because it takes like 24 hours from the close everything to make sure that nothing is pending or anything so i, cl- I called them the next day and i said hey you know i need i need to finish closing out this account it's empty and they're like okay sure so i i close it and the guy says, oh, yeah, uh, so you have a penny in, in earned interest, so uh, we're going to send you a check for a penny. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and they and Wells Fargo literally sent me a penny. And I was like, you are you have got to be kidding me with this. And nope. Sure enough, I have I they sent me a check with a penny. So <laughs> now I have to send and now I now I have to call my uh, the, the people, the finance office and say like hey so i have a penny do you want me to send it to you (laughs) you know because they're they're not local so i'm like do you want me to send this to you or or can i just not worry about it (laughs) so (laughs) so i literally have a check for a penny it costs more to mail me the check than it did to the 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 it is more the the envelope and the paper that it is printed on costs more than the actual money. So I'm just like, okay, well, whatever. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Oh, God. Rage against so. the machine, man. Mm-hmm. Rage against the bureaucracy. Something. The bureaucracy. The system. Um, 
I was like, geez. So, so you never know. Like, I, and I, but it's Wells Fargo, so they're probably super like, we don't want anybody to be mad at us because, oh, they don't yeah. care, but still. <laughs> super sensitive, yeah. No, they don't care, though. So, <laughs> well, all right. Well, that, well we're going to, from, from our, Phone, for our phones to our banking institutions, we're going to move on to the first topic on our docket, which is going to be the playlist. So I, I think we'll we've all been obvious. I think we've all been playing out the Outriders demo. So, uh, Des, what have you been playing other than Outriders? We can have like an Outriders discussion uh, once we talk about everything else. Sure. Um, so the main thing that I've been playing is Ghost of Tsushima. Fantastic game. It is just amazing. Uh, I'm I'm glad that I waited uh, to see it in all of its PS5 glory um, on HDR. It's just it's just a beautiful game. Down to the story, to the the gameplay mechanics. Uh, the standoff mechanics, uh, the different stances you 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 can learn and upgrade. I mean, there's just so much to upgrade in this game and so much to do um, that it just makes me like it just makes me giddy and and the different and how you get your different armors, uh, how you can upgrade your weapon. You know, that's the one thing that's very interesting is you you don't you don't ever uh get a new sword you just upgrade your sword but there's different ways that you can there's like um vanity items that you can um change up and there's like three distinct regions i thought it was just one this game is massive and the stuff that you could do like one of the one of the quests has nine different chapters so each each person that you meet who have who, who's an integral part of the story you have like nine different chapters with the person so each one of them is like it's like a movie within a movie or like an episode within an episode. It's like, it literally has, um, it's like an old samurai serial that Kurosawa did or, or the Zanto Ichi, uh, series it is just a fantastic game and the type of armor and weapons that you do and, and, and how you, um, get stronger and how you're exploring the world. And there, there's just a bit of mysticism with it. With following the foxes and the and the golden the golden birds to find various different things, just a really great game, um, and it's just captured my attention um, like like no other. It's just it's just really really a great game. If you have not played it, uh, you are really missing out. Just the level of of um, style and substance in this game is just amazing and and then you when you look at a game like this and you look at like you know other games in the other game other open world games and 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 see what people were able to accomplish it's just it's just really amazing um and this is all done on quote unquote you know last gen hardware or or, or and it's just and i'm trying not to make this a cyberpunk kind of thing but it totally feels like you know, there's no reason why other games can't look this good. Um, Sucker Punch really, like, this is a game done right. Like, Sucker Punch really took the time to make this this beautiful world and told a story that just is is just so beautiful. Um, and it's 
and and you can make it as complex uh, as you want, or or as less complex. Like it's just a really great game. Like I cannot, um, I cannot um, put more accolades on this game. It's just so good, um, and it's a really big contender. I know that's only February, almost March. But this is like contender of of my game of my game of the year, even though it came out a long time a while ago. Like I know we do on the show, we do game of your year, and it's games. It's not games that release in this in the calendar year, but it's games that really meant that meant something to you. And this is a really early contender for it. Just just everything how how it's all done and the little things that you can do, the 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 like the main story, the the side quests, everything feels um feels important. Um. And I'm really getting. This is gonna. I know this is gonna sound weird, but I'm really getting a lot of uh, Max of Mass Effect Andromeda vibes from it. Like if you if you if you listen to this podcast a long time, you know that I really enjoyed Mass Effect Andromeda, and I be I played everything on the game. I think I I think I almost 100%ed it. You know, uh, played everything all the way through. Played all the content uh, that was available, and at the end of that game, I was just like, wow, that was a really great experience. And I think. I think I'm getting that level that level of of enjoyment from this game. Although although um, Ghost is just so much better than Mass Effect. Mass Effect, in my opinion, was a good game. This game just blows that out of the water. If you have not played this game, you really need to. It is beautiful, um, and just the combat, everything is seamless. Just a fantastic game. Um, just just great. Uh, the other game that I've been playing is uh borderlands 3 i've been playing that with joe uh that's been a lot of fun it's been kind of our 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 go-to our go-to game for for multiplayer um and it's fun Uh, i've played only two characters uh um it's just funny zane and amara and i think i'm gonna play amara now for the story zane is a better as a better character his kid is better but amara because she's a siren I think I'm going to play her because I think the story works better with her given what happens, uh, given what happens in the Callisto twins and, and, and the, the female Callisto being a siren, you know, for the lore, it kind of works better. So if you don't know, Joe, that's why I started again with her. It's because after that one scene, as you're leaving uh, Pandora, uh, what happens? Uh, I was like, okay, like a siren's perspective would have been really cool. So I started over again just to see how that would be with yeah. her, Amara. So that's why I started. It's just Amara is 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 built differently than 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 how I, she's the most versatile character, and people complain about her her kit because she has a brawling kit. And when you're playing, when you're playing, she she has a a, a tree that allows her to brawl because she can get really up close and personal with people with shotguns and stuff like that. But the thing that's really interesting is, um, is everyone's saying that you know, like, oh, you know, when you get into the upper tier games, when you're when you're beating like the, the the super high level difficulty stuff, brawling is just or melee is just like a no no. Like you, <clears throat> you really need to kind of keep your distance. So I found an elemental build that I'm gonna work with her. Uh, you know, spreading elemental damage around and, and just kind of making it an elemental build. And I and and I, from what I've read, it seems it's pretty strong. Although you can technically beat the game with any character, it's just the upper the upper um, uh, DLC or not DLC the, the upper content, you know, like the like it would be like the rifts in like Diablo. Um, but again, um, I can definitely see what's up and try something different. I don't know. Um, but Borderlands has been fun. 
Uh, one thing that Joe and I talk about, which is pretty funny, and after this, after this, uh, Joe, please feel free to jump in because those are really the only two games that I've been playing. Uh, okay. But Borderlands, I forgot one, but uh, we'll talk which, about that in a second. So, which one? Uh, Godfall. You've been playing Godfall. Oh shit! You're right. I totally yeah. forgot about Godfall. But anyway, uh, let me switch to Godfall. God. Oh, well, let me do. Let me do Borderlands. So I'm already on it. Uh, Borderlands is is fun. I've enjoyed it. I like the gameplay, although the writing is very early to mid 2000s. So some of the stuff is kind of cringy, but that's just that story. It, it's uh, made for teens, man. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so underpants it, it, warrior and you know, yeah. all this other stuff. It's like, uh, yeah. Kevin, you're, you're not missing any sort of literary masterpiece. I can tell you that. Right you now. So, <laughs> I think we kind of tell you the, the beads we get in some of these, especially on the side quest and everything. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, I didn't think it was as annoying in borderlands two as it is in borderlands three, but, like, I have no idea what's going on in Borderlands in Borderlands Three. I think I think the story in Borderlands Three is great, you know. So oh yeah, far. The, the main story is it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, but the yeah, I think great is an overstatement. But but I do think that like the voice acting and stuff and how they're doing it is just kind of it's it's a bit much. So, but again, you know, it is its own thing, and you yeah. you, you play Borderlands for the loot, you know. And sometimes the characters, like I like, I like Lilith. I, I think Lilith is a badass character, and I really like her. Um, I like her arc, and I like, I like that character. Like I really like her, um, and her trying to keep it together and everything. So, I even claptraps like okay, you know. So. Yeah, but again, you know, you play these games, you know, for the loot and the and and whatever else, you know, you can. I like the gunplay too. I mean, the gunplay is not bad. So it isn't. It isn't. But and and you can talk more about this. You know, when I want to throw it to you. But the only other game that we've been playing, and you can definitely talk about this too, was Godfall. Um, I know Godfall got a lot of shit um, when it's released as because it's a looter slasher and it's just quote unquote nothing to do in it. And um, and I I mean I can kind of see that uh, with it. Although I'm more of the like, if you look at what indi- what what each individual um, armor does uh, or valor plate does, and then you build a and you then you make create a build around what it does, might be more uh, interesting. But I don't know. I think it's kind of I think it's a fine game. I mean, yeah, I'm not like go head over heels with it. Uh, right now uh, I kind of wish the gameplay was just a little bit different I was like commenting to you about a lack of a jump button and I just wish uh, there was a little bit more of a of an action RPG feel to this than um, a just it seems like more of a, a slasher you know game because the fact that you attack with your R1 R2 buttons versus uh, maybe the face buttons too it's just it plays a little bit different than what I was expecting on there for me at least so and uh the loot i just need to get into the loop a little bit more it kind of gives me some warframe vibes too with the whole uh valor plates and kind of reminds me of uh, putting on different armor in warframe on there exactly kinda, what it is. yeah because it's like you, you know it's literally like one of the um valor plates uh, uh had a female persona to it so uh the character that you play orin basically starts talking in a female voice in some cutscenes when you're wearing that particular valor plate 
on the yeah, or, guess, or in his gender fluid, I guess. So, yeah, so I'm like, okay, you know, it, it really matters. Does it like what's basically crazy because I'm thinking, are they like spirits that inhabit the armor, or maybe I really shouldn't think about it too much because I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like okay, well, whatever. Uh, what's what's your feedback, Kevin? I know you've been playing this off and on, yeah, too, a lot longer, longer than, than we have. have, yeah. Um, the well, the story is okay. Uh, I've made a little bit more progress, and the story is is all right. I mean, it's a very simple story. Orin's trying to get revenge on his brother who overthrew him. Those armor plates are his, um the people in his army and his, his generals in orange, those, those are orange generals. Oh. So when you play as that armor plate, I don't know if the dialogue changes between you and that, 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 that the ghost seven, thing that's in seven. the, that's in the hub world yeah, that gives you the missions. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But those are, those are uh, orange generals as I understand it. So as you change those different armor plates, give you different abilities. The combat, and I had to really, I had to, I found the the under getting into the meat and potatoes of the combat because I was thinking it was a little too simple, and I was kind of losing interest in. From that standpoint, I went and checked out a couple of YouTube videos just to see if there was something that I just was not seeing. And there are some key skills in your uh, combat tree that you need to unlock, and it change. It really does change the the face of the game. Uh, yeah. Number one is timing attacks. You got to unlock unlock those. Um, timing attacks is when you do them. They're almost like what uh, Devil May Cry did, and but kind of in reverse. When you do a slash, there is a visual cue. There is like a flash around Orin's hands where he's gripping the uh, his weapon. If you tap R1 when you see that, he will go into a power move. Uh, you can either hit R1 to execute, a, which is like a crowd control move, or you can hit R2 which is kind of like what they call the southern the southern style there's northern style and southern style r1 is northern style r2 is southern uh r2 does what they call soul shatter that's when when those the enemies explode into those blue blue particles that look all like crystally yeah there's a lot of particle effects in that game yeah yeah this game is very particle centric uh when you do that, that is kind of like your guard, your like guard crush move. Your uh, like I use the great sword and the spear. I've been trying that combination. The spear, when you do the southern, the southern style, will he'll execute a teleport move. He'll get behind the enemy and do a backstab. And Ooh. you know, if he if he kills him with that move, it's kind of it's kind of dope. He impales him. And you know the enemy just kind of uh, explodes into the crystals. The um, with the broadsword, he gets a super. It, it's it's almost like a uh, armored heavy attack. So he'll charge up his blow, and it's an overhead strike. And basically, if you're hitting anything, maybe with the exception of a boss, it's dead. So it. The timing attacks really unlock, really make changes. Uh, so that's very important. Number two is the dodge slide. 
Yeah, uh, that's you fun. unlock the slide, you're you're able to really change your uh, it really affects your mobility. Um, you're sliding around enemies, you know, getting out in and out of range of area attacks. So that changes the thing because before you're just doing like this little spinning juke that really doesn't do a whole lot. Number two is the when you, when it comes to and it's kind of linked to your timing attack, but it's not a, a skill that you unlock is your parry, and the parry comes in handy when you start talking about your shield skills. He's got like this Captain America thing that you can do, and you can always you can unlock that. But when you go into the skill tree for the shield, the shield has its own unique abilities. Like there's one where you throw the shield. And once it makes contact with an enemy, you hit, I can't remember because I don't have that skill unlocked either. Uh, you either hit L1 or R1 right when it hits the enemy. And it'll the shield will teleport back to you. But in the course of doing it, it will create a, create a shock wave that will cause a, a soul shatter damage to all the enemies within its, within its range. And it's really a, it's a wide area effect. So that's one shield skill. There's another shield skill where you can hit multiple enemies and it'll put them in a in a uh, kind of like in a frozen state for a short period of time. And and when you hit them, your character can teleport to them and execute critical hits on them. So it's almost like a multiple multiple hit special. So there's that one you can do, and then there's the another one where it's like a shield slam. You do that on a downed enemy, and it does additional damage. So those are those are like some key skills that that I didn't realize existed in the game, and it makes the combat a lot more fun. Um, I've also been experimenting in the uh, what I guess I guess is called the Tower of Trials or the Trial Tower or something Tower. And it's basically your uh, loot grind where you pay a certain amount of resources to gain access to it. And what you're trying to do is to get as high up in the tower as you can. And there are certain weapons, valor plates, uh, uh, augments that you can pull out of that, that that aren't in the main game. So you can get kind of build out your your uh, your armor plate a little bit more with more specific specific things that are more in tune to the way that you're playing the character. Um, I, I I haven't really messed with any of the other armor plates yet. I, I kind of like Orin's like base armor, the one that he starts out with looks like the, the wolf's head or whatever. So yeah, there's a, once you unlock those key skills, it changes the overall flow of the game. Um, and the reason I was kind of digging on the game and the reason I figured that if I liked it, it would be based on the combat mechanics because you know it's a it's a slasher brawler but it's the main thing that it's doing is the combat so if that's not working then the rest of the game isn't going to work and at least that's the way i looked at it but once i unlock those skills it kind of changed things good deal well that's our discussion on godfall as far as what else yeah. i've been playing myself uh, that's pretty much been it. Um, I played this other uh, indie game. I've been dabbling in it. Uh, this is a game that came out like in 2014 on PC. It's called Crimson Land. It's like a top-down overhead shooter. It was like super cheap when I bought it on the PS4. 
on here, but uh, I didn't know. I was just kind of browsing the store, and I found that uh, they had a PS5 upgrade, and so that's what like kind of inspired me to, to grab the download and uh, check it out for the first time. So, <laughs> and uh, it is a pretty cool, like just a rogue. Uh, you could either play in a, like a um, score mode, or you could play like in a kind of mission-based mode on there and, and doing some unlocks and that kind of thing. And it's just something that's just I like the gameplay elements to it, you know, twin stick shooter wise, because you're basically on an open plane and then you're just trying to scramble. It kind of gives me some Robotron 2084 vibes, at least on there, brings it back to almost the original OG twin stick shooter. So on there, so I'll continue to play and I think it's probably worthy of, I think it's around five bucks. So, oh, that's a good, that's a good price. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, let me, you know, I, I think it's something that is reasonable, especially if it's on sale, if need be. So I would, if you do like twin stick shooters and you like a little bit more of a oomph, it kind of re- reminds me a little bit of uh, like the same type of game as Next Machina, you know, the uh, game from um, Housemark on there. Mm-hmm. So kind of gives me that same vibe, at least the same genre, if I should say on that so definitely i would recommend checking it out and pretty much that's all i've been playing this week uh kev what else have you been playing so i've been playing well i started playing last night uh persona 5 strikers and that game is is fan freaking believable uh it, it is uh for those who don't know i'm a persona fan persona 5 fanatic I really didn't think they'd be out, be able to outdo themselves after playing Persona 4, but they did. Uh, I think that game is like a 30 or 30, 40-ish hours in Persona 5. I wound up putting in like 120 oh, wow. <laughs> into that game. Uh, but Persona 5 Strikers, it's basically like picking up right after... The events of Persona Five, the standard game. It's no, Royal is is not in the uh, it's not in the in the time in the timeline. Strikers picks up immediately after the events of Five. So, I mean, it it it's like the, that those characters that I really dug, just like watching their stories play out. Uh, their how their in, their interactions, their own personal demons that they're dealing with, um, the corruption that the group, the Phantom Thieves, are actually trying to overthrow and trying to solve. Wondering if what they're doing is actually, you know, helping matters or making matters worse. The, all of that is they brought all of that those elements, the character development elements into a muso and it and it's it's redunculous how they did it. Uh they even brought in some of the um because for those who haven't played Persona 5, it is a turn-based RPG, which is usually the 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 death you know the death knell as far as you know the types of games I like to play. But for whatever reason, both Persona 4 and 5 were able to make the, the combat as unique enough that it's something that I enjoy doing. And they brought some of those elements into the Musou combat, whereas, uh, like, once you, 
hit an enemy at its weak we're using its weak point there's and it's uh different personas have different powers like electricity fire ice that that type of thing and certain enemies are weak to those elements so if you hit an enemy and make it and make it weak um you're able to execute a special attack that does additional damage well they brought that same context into the muso whereas you execute your you know square hitting square 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 triangles triangle you know the basic muso combos your persona is doing certain things so it's going to be hit throwing out ice attacks and throwing out fire attacks and throwing out you know whatever and if you hit enemies that become weak to that element you'll see the same you know weak icon that shows up from persona 5 you hit circle and whatever team member you're working with you'll execute the st a stylish attack and it and it, it is amazing it is just as it is you know even more fun you know doing it in a muso than than it is in it, as it's just as stylish in persona 5 as it is in persona 5 strikers it is just absolutely ridiculous I'm not very far. I'm just now. I've just now made my way into the uh, the first palace. Persona Five is all about palaces. When you're dealing with corrupt people, their inner selves have been corrupted either by their own ambitions or from outside influences. And there, when you're brought into that world, you're in the shadow world, and you're fighting their personal demons, literally. And they come out, they're represented in different ways. So it is just as much character development and story plot development as as the RPG. And it is crazy that they, they put that much emphasis, the same things that made Persona 5 so good as an RPG, they're, they're seemingly putting that into this Muso. And... I mean, it, this game is just just unbelievable. Um, like I said, I'm just now getting into the first palace, and I already see you know they're they're playing some of the same music. And, and another thing that Persona is known for is its music, is its soundtrack. Some of the some of the stuff that they that they ported over from Persona Five, and it's like hearing you know your favorite jams on the radio, <laughs> you know, when when that when that when those certain songs start start spinning, and it was it was interesting and cool to hear it in in a in a turn based RPG, but then when you hear it in a Muso, and it comes in as you're laying in that you know the last final attacks on a on a on a you know, a named enemy or something. It's just unbelievable. The style in this that they put into this game, they just did a persona infusion of style and and presentation. They just ported it over to a muso and it's just uh <laughs> it's just fantastic. So Chef's Kiss. So it's pretty uh, yeah. good, huh? Is that yeah, what you're it, to is, say? it is okay. definitely Chef's Kiss. It's a uh as far as I know, there's no uh, PS5 upgrade for this. It's a PS4 game, so uh, I'm running it as a PS4 as a PS4 game. I the, you do have the option to select either graphics or frame rate. I went with frame rate, 
and it's it's I'm guessing it's 60 frames. I haven't noticed any drops or dips and you know slowdowns. You know like uh, what I experienced with uh, Age of Calamity, which is which is also a fantastic muso on the Switch. But man, that game is bogged down by slowdown. Uh, at some of the more hectic battles, and and of course that doesn't happen with uh, Persona Five Strikers. It, but man, go out and get it <laughs> if, if you have any Persona uh, interest. Uh, whether whether you're a Muso fan or not, I think this game is deserving of a purchase. It 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 it's it just is. It's it's definitely going to be in my game of the year discussion for sure. So. That's what I've been playing, but and one one game that all three of us have been playing is Outriders. So I kind of want to throw the question out to you guys. Uh, whoever wants to speak up first, go right ahead. What are your impressions that you get from the demo? I'll let Joe go first because uh, I want to see what Joe has to say about it. Uh, for me, at least, uh, seems like yeah, I like the gameplay. It's uh, um kind of reminds me more of a, a more actiony less refined like almost like a gears of war type with the you know even though you're supposed to like kind of huddle down and like you know go from point to point on there it just seems almost like it's in a way it's like uh chaotic at least with the character class i'm playing on there and so uh getting into using the powers a little bit more on there i think the power usage is almost like uh I mean, uh, Desmond, we're discussing before the show that, you know, some other people's impressions of this game was like, it's almost like a, a 3D shooter with like, uh, like action RPG elements. Like if you're playing Diablo or something of that ilk, where you're just spamming and, and constantly linking your special attacks. And so that's, I kind of find that that's how Outriders is to me on there. As far as the story is concerned, I mean, this is not a games as a service, but uh, um, it's basically sci-fi channel, uh, you know, reminds me of playing like Defiance. <laughs> so, you know, it's your wow. usual. I, I thought about that as well. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to say anything, but yeah, I kind of thought of that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, obviously it's yeah. a different plot point. You know, the plot of the game is that you're a couple of ships uh, leaving Earth and trying to find a new home. Oh, and one ship, remember yeah. there was a there was a big battle and 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 um and only one ship made it out. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, I thought there was two ships. So no, only one ship made it out. Yeah. So the whole thing is they found this uh, um, planet that had uh, habitable uh, appearance of habitable. Uh, being able to live on this planet as a replacement for Earth, and obviously that is not what happens if you play further in the demo and get the whole motif uh, with this. So uh, overall, I mean, it, it gave me some Red Faction vibes as far as, like, it reminds me of not a AAA game, but like a single or a double A game, like a THQ Nordic, you know, banger on there a little bit. It might have a little bit more of an aspiration beyond that, but this is not a triple A uh, game like a Destiny or a Division or something like that in my mind. So, and uh, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, compare apples to oranges, you know, but uh, I think it'd be still fun to play multiplayer on there. Uh, we're just trying to get used to 
the gameplay loop a little bit more, you know, a little bit when playing the last uh, couple days. And uh, uh, I'm thinking I'm finding enough meat there. It's something for me to go back to. And I'd uh, like to get your guys' impressions on it as well on there just to see how you're enjoying it so far. What What's the character class I'm playing? Because I forgot the actual Oh, for the... Because um, I'm up in front. I'm like the, the Devastator? Tank. Yeah. I'm I'm playing as the tank, so I got like basically at least my first couple moves is that I'm supposed to be up in front, uh, battling, earning health back, and kind of yeah. You are the devastator. Yeah. Obviously, I've died a few times and probably more than I would like, and I would like to play a little bit more back on there. But wait, my character class is supposed to play. I'm not supposed to be up in front and wiling on fools and stuff and so that's what i've been trying to do but uh, at the same time i still want to stay safe at the same time so so i'm just trying to get used to the different systems and be able to recover health when they need to recover health and whatnot so uh, i know i look you know like you were desmond i was looking for impressions online uh, with uh, some people that were talking about the game i saw someone comment that it felt like it was running buggy on the ps5 that it was running better on xbox for some reason or another so don't know about that, but I do know that yeah. there have been um, uh, sync problems with it. So yeah, there are like I... syncing problems. There's definitely um, um, yeah, there's just syncing problems with it. Yeah, I noticed too that like you know the some of the like dialogue is off kilter. It's skipping a little bit in the demo, and so yeah. yeah. Yeah, overall it's a demo. I mean, but uh, if it's truth be told, I mean, I'm ready to throw down my ducats uh, for the um, you know April first release just for the fact that I know that you two will be playing. It'll be something that we could play multiplayer at least on that. So, and what what's your impressions, Desmond? Oh, my impressions was was it was it was pretty good. I I enjoyed my time with it, and I will be playing it again. Um, I, I just want to know what what like the the next steps are for it, you know. You understand? It's like because it's not it's not a games of service, so I just want to see what they're going to be adding to it. Um, and there's no PVE or sorry PVP, which is fantastic uh, because I don't have to worry about you know anything that has to do with with like uh, balancing or trying to worry about uh, people killing me or any other crap like that i can just kind of play the game and not worry about it <laughs> so to speak um but other than that i i thought it was a pretty damn good game um, um aside from the bugs and i really do hope that they they sort that stuff out in um they sort that stuff out in um in the meantime before its release um more to think they can. One of the things that that kind of, and I don't know if you guys noticed this either, was there was like a shaky camera, <laughs> you know, like like the guy was like whoever the cameraman was was just kind of shaky, and so some of the scenes were a little bit more shaky than they needed to be. So I was just kind of like, what's that about? So no, that's that... that's from Gears. Oh, it's that's a, a Gears. It's thing? the roadie run camera. Oh, okay, like a, I'm... I'm a like a combat. Uh, journalist running alongside a soldier oh, in combat. I don't know because, like, but it's weird though because even even in the even in the calm, like I'm talking to you, you know, it, it giving you you know explanations, you know, about what's happening. It's doing that shaky stuff. So I hope they I hope they reduce the the screen shake. 
I know one thing that Joe had said that they're going to be doing is they're going to be um, getting rid of uh, th- there's no option to get rid of motion blur. And I guess in the final, in the final version, there will, they will add that because I know a whole bunch of people hate motion blur, although the motion blur only seems to happen when you're running. I'm, I don't like it, but I, most of the time I don't really, um, I, as long as it's, you know, used sparingly, it's not that bad. Um, it's fine. I thought the, um, the gun play was fun. Uh, people are a little bit spongy, but I think, again, I think the reason why they are spongy is because you're supposed to weaken them with your move, with, with your special abilities. Like it, it's a, it's a different play style. You know, you're supposed to weaken them with your moves and then use your guns to finish them off. So I think that's why they're very generous with the, um, with the, uh, uh, refresh times on, on your moves. I guess it's just trying to figure out a play style that you like, because they all do play really differently. You know, Joe's character, the Devastator, you're in close. Um, there's a move I was watching, Joe, if you're able to get it, is uh, like a shield that you put up on yourself that magnetizes all the bullets, and then when you let it go, it throws all the bullets back at your, um, back at them. So that's another thing that you can use to, to, to stop, you know, getting mollywhomped, um, but that's uh, another... yeah, I got I got like a one move that will cover me like in a shell. Like yeah, the gold round around. Yeah. yeah, and then the other one that's like a ground and pound, and the other one's like a air like dive. A... Yeah, the Titan, the Titan Smash is what is, is what it reminds me of. Um, so the character that I'm playing is the is the Technomancer, and it's like all the ordnance, and you like build little things. Like you have like my little turret that freezes people, and then I have a a, a mine that I throw out and it's a proximity mine that people walk into and then they explode. Again, I'm my character's mo- mostly long range adding support, um, which I really enjoy so far. Um, and then I have a, 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 a toxic. So I have, I have a poison type thing that, that does damage over time. Um, so the play style is, is interesting. Um, I'm usually sniping people from behind while Joe and Kevin are up close killing folks uh, and laying down, you know, like suppressive fire. I think one of the things that you have to get is there's these things called interrupts. And so your weapon or sorry, your moves interrupt certain people. And so that, I think that's what was making some of the bigger bosses more crazy is is you're supposed to kind of interrupt their, their, what they're doing. And so just kind of looking at the person, looking at the person you're fighting and then remembering, okay, I'm going to need to interrupt that person or, or do something um, to that person as they are powering up or, or, or getting ready to do their ultra powerful move or whatever it is. I think that's something that we just gotta, you know, remember but again it's just a demo we're just learning on how learning how to play it it's um it i'm just really i'm really enjoying it at this point you know it's giving me those sort of um silly silly kind of vibes where you can just kind of run around and 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 kill stuff i really wish there was an exploration mode uh kevin and uh, sorry joe was asking about that last night you know about about an ex about an exploration mode where you can kind of just kind of explore and see what's going on but i don't think that there is one like you kind of run out into the no man's land and then you do your no man's land stuff and then you find um you meet someone and then you you do their their mission and then you're you're out like you're out the door um, so it, it seems to be very mission based right now. 
Um, but I don't know, you know, um, I think the world tier is very interesting. Um, the, 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 the creature or the, the, the minions or whatever they are get to be a bit more spongy. It feels like, um, when you're fighting them, um, in upper world tiers and they're super aggressive. That's one thing that I was noticing is they're, is they're super aggressive and they blow you out of cover, you know? And so I, I, I haven't played a game in a while with a, with an AI that was just so aggressive. So, um, I'm enjoying it. I cannot wait to hear Kevin's comments. So I'll throw it over to Kevin. What are your thoughts, buddy? Uh, I'm digging it. It, 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 I, I would agree. It's kind of puts me in the mindset of an, of a less polished destiny. Mm. Um, the, w- although I have, I don't have any legendary weapons, so I, I'm probably going to, this following comment is probably not valid once you get start dealing with legendary weapons and gear but i'm not really noticing a difference in the weapons like okay i've got one handgun i got two handguns i got three handguns maybe one shoots a little bit faster than the other but that's really about it i'm not noticing any real difference one may do more damage and the you know impact damage and the other one may not I mean, Bungie just spoiled me in their weapons differentiation. Even even if even in the the lower tiered weapons, there was I don't know. Like if you picked up a scout rifle that was trash, and you picked up another scout rifle that was still trash, but maybe a little bit, you know, higher damage, but it was made by a different company. There were still these very small differences, and I mean, and it even even plays out more once you get into the got into the exotics and the legendaries. And I, I'm not really seeing that in this game yet. Now, granted, I don't have any legendary gear or weapons, so I, I really that may change once that comes into play. But I, I miss that. Um, I appreciate that it's in third person. Um, I prefer my action games in third person. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. The roadie run camera, I would agree, can be a little bit annoying. Um, I while I was playing, the roadie run continued into a cutscene, like it was the, the camera was literally shaking, like I was still running, <laughs> and you know, dudes, my dudes talking to. Um, you know, uh, an NPC and it's like, okay, well we can turn, you know, my cameraman is not running anymore. He can, he he can, y'all can turn that off. Uh, you know, I would just, I would just attribute that to demo glitches, but, and hopefully all that gets ironed out. I am playing the, the trickster and I really like this class. I don't know. I don't. I, I kind of want to just kind of stick with him right now, stick with that class right now. Um, the way the way I'm playing him is like he's supposed to be like an infiltrator. So like if there's a group of enemies that's you know that's hope pinning you got pinning somebody down, you can teleport behind them. You know he's got this ghost blade that whatever it hits you know it causes some like i don't know if it's internal combustion or what but people kind of blow up when you hit them with it and he's got uh like this time bubble uh, it's almost like a time grenade almost where you can 
set this thing out and whatever is captured in this blue bubble slows down bullets slow down uh enemies slow down which lets you you know but you're moving at you know 100 speed and i also today uh i unlocked what they're calling twisted bullet and i like twisted bullet because it i think that what that's going to be what makes trick trickster how i want to how i want to play him um Twisted Bullet basically gives uh, 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 altered effects to whatever weapon you have equipped at the time. So once you activate Twisted Bullet, your whatever weapon you have has 94 attack damage just like compounded to whatever it is already. And so if you, like I have a... I'm going to call it a scout rifle because I can't remember what the game calls it. It's like a semi-automatic rifle, uh, one sh one shot per trigger pull, more impact than a than you know than a than a machine gun or an auto rifle, and I attribute twisted bullet to that. And I was I was like headshotting, you know, ads like like nobody's business. It was a really neat uh, a really neat skill. So. I kind of want to mess with that and maybe if I can build out the teleport thing. The teleport thing I'm not I'm I like but if you don't use it right it gets you into trouble. Like if like there's the section that I that I was uh, farming there's these group of snipers that have the high ground. So you teleport up there and you can take them out just fine, but the minute you do that, there's this group of ads that spawn like a little bit down past this 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 stairway, this this blown out stairway. So immediately as you're up there, you gotta run down those stairs because there's no real cover where those snipers are that is gonna be a, be of any good to the enemies coming up the stairs. So you take them out. If you teleport behind them, you take them out. Then you got to run down the stairs and then run off to the right to before you can get cover. And as you're running, you're getting, you know, you're getting machine gunned and shotgunned in your back as you're trying to get behind cover. So teleport works good. It's, it's a neat skill. It's great for taking out enemies in a group because you can teleport, do the time bubble, freeze everybody in place and then do the uh, the warp blade or the ghost blade whatever it is and do major damage and kill most of the enemies in that in you know that are grouped up and it you know that's that's like the triple combo right but if you're once you do that you know and you need to get back out if there's an ability that lets you get back out <laughs> to where you were uh then i haven't unlocked it and kind of that skill kind of puts me more in trouble than it than than anything else but twisted bullet i'm really digging because i can i kind of i like being into that that mid-range kind of like when i was playing destiny as the hunter uh i never really rocked with sniper rifles i preferred scouts because it was put me in that intermediate range mm-hmm where I'm out of the range of the auto rifles, uh, but I'm still within range, well within range of snipers. But 
I can I have a higher rate of fire than someone with a sniper rifle does. So I can put more rounds downrange than someone with a sniper who's got who's got that uh, single action usually. So uh, I'm I'm but I'm digging the game overall, man. Um, I, I'm definitely going to be buying it day one. Same. And if you get that Best Buy, you get a $10 certificate. So definitely if you're interested. Uh, no still books I could see as far as pre-orders or anything like that. So you're going to be stuck with the standard case if you decide to go physical. So. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a standard case. Oh, my God. No. God forbid. Anything but a standard case. No. Perish but the it- thought. Uh, if you do get the uh, PS4 or Xbox One versions of the game, it is um, uh, upgradable to PS5 and Xbox Series on there. Um, the crossplay option that's in the menu, and so if you elect to turn that on, you're able to play with everyone that is currently involved with the demo at the moment. So the only platform that does not have this demo that will be available day one is... Uh, Stadia doesn't have a demo currently. Not Stadia. So, so Stadia owners, so sorry, but uh, you got the short end of the Outrider stick down there. So, but it is going to have crossplay enabled with Stadia once it is released on April first. So. Not Stadia. Anything but Stadia. Not Stadia. Yeah. Yeah. If y'all ain't if y'all ain't fled that sinking ship yet. <laughs> I yeah. Don't I, know what, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I mean, y'all a... must got like Stadia, Stadia stock or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, this upcoming Stadia game, we'll talk about news, but that's uh, like I want it, but we'll see oh, as far Joe. as when it's gonna come come to other oh. platforms. So, Joe, no, Joe, no, no. <laughs> but uh, with 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 our uh, Outriders discussion completing our playlist, we're gonna move on to our next topic on the docket, which is gonna be the main event. So, Des, why don't you take it away, man? All righty. So, uh, our main event for this week basically is uh, if you have a PS5 or a ser- or an Xbox Series S or X, what are your overall impressions of the system? Are you happy with the OS and games? If you're still on the fence, let us know what will make you take the jump to quote-unquote next-gen. Chime in, and we'll discuss it. So, um, I can only speak about my experience with the PS5. Uh, because I do not have an Xbox um, Series X. Um, will I be getting one in the future? I have no idea. Probably not. Uh, probably not. Because um, there's nothing really pulling me into that direction. Now, if if Bethesda uh, starts uh, putting out games and, and Obsidian starts putting out games and really, you know, uh, tugging at me, then maybe I will buy one. But at this point, I have no desire to buy one. Um, so my my impressions are going to be only of the PS5. So uh, and uh, I know that Joe is probably can give impressions of both because he has both systems, and I think Kevin only has a has a uh, PS5 uh, as well. But we could we're definitely going to go over everything. But before we give our impressions, uh, let's see what our listeners had to say. John BT on our Discord says. I got to play the PS5 once for about an hour and am completely sold on it. Ghost was amazing. Yes, it is. Uh, and so was Miles Morales. I haven't bought it yet. 
leave me alone. I'm getting through Ghost first, and then I'm gonna most likely buy uh, Spider Man um, and do it and go over uh, Spider Man again, and then Miles Morales. Uh, That was that. No worries, Ben. Yeah. That said, I need a 4K TV, which I'm planning uh, planning for next Black Friday. So I'm not as big. So I'm not as big as a rush, uh, and can outweigh the current demand. That's probably for the best. It, it's people are, for whatever. These scalpers, man, these bots are just bananas. So uh, plus, by then, I'll be able to snag some of the games I want at steep discounts. Smart man, zero interest in Xbox given the lack of good exclusive content. Again, yes. Uh, for me, it's only PS and Switch. My man. My man. And then uh, Willie D on our Discord said, uh, really, really curious about the PS controller. And um, I will give you our updates on that as well. So uh, I'm going to give my updates because I think I've had mine the the the, the least amount as, as, as you two. But for me, I really like uh, the OS. I like the dashboard. I like... Um, I like how you can use the, how the PS button on the center has more uh, interactivity. Um, I do like, uh, how it's very simple. It's a very simple design. You have your little, your little rounded squares at the top and they give you more details about the game at the bottom. You can go, you can go to any, any kind of, uh, version updates, any news, any, any broadcast, any kind of add-ons. All of this stuff is is um, uh, is there uh, right on the home screen for the game. I think that is was very smart. It's very easy to understand and to and to move around that that, that the desktop. Pressing up uh, goes to your games and your media, then your search bar settings, and then your profile with with the time with the time up there. Uh, at in the upper left hand upper right hand corner you press the ps button and then it brings up uh your what trophies you have for whatever game you're playing right there and then if you go down you have your um your uh command bar at the bottom which is very indicative of uh a mac computer or or uh just a computer in general so i think it's cool that it's it's kind of mimicking the computer you have your home button, your switcher, notifications, game base, network, sound, uh, your mic, your accessories for your um, for your uh, your uh, controller or your headphones, which I think is good because it has a battery icon on the bottom left, bottom right that shows you how much you need and also how many accessories are plugged in. I think that, or what? Sorry, not how many accessories are plugged in, but but which which one if it's number one or number two. As your profile and then your power button. Um, I think how it's set up and the design is very clean. I like the color. Um, it's very intuitive. They didn't stray too much from the original uh, uh, PlayStation uh, 4 or the PlayStation 4 uh, look. A uh, couple of cons. Um, I do not like the fact that you can't have um, you can't have themes anymore. But I guess that's probably smart uh, because themes were getting kind of out of control and. The theme now is whatever game you put in there has its own little has its own little theme, and they're giving that to the games now. And I think that's fine. It's a little bit of a gripe, um, but that's me. I like in the uh, the the game base where you have all of your friends um, and your and your channels. That's kind of interesting, uh, uh, but at the same time, it's kind of weird when you're in your um, your parties. 
uh, and it's all your recent parties in there and who you're talking to or who you or who you've um, communicated with. Um, and you can delete them all. Um, and I like that it only shows your friends that are that are online. I don't know. I really I'm really enjoying this 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 interface. I think it's really uh, very clean. It's very nice. I love the colors. Um, I do think the 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 when you're in the party, it can be a little cumbersome to get around to leave the party um, unless there's a couple of shortcuts that I don't know yet because I'm still learning the interface like one of the things you can just when you're when you're on the on the game you press like triangle and you go up to the you go up to the um to the uh search and and uh settings uh when i was when i plugged this in and set everything up joe kind of told me a bunch of uh shortcuts and stuff so it was really good that I had a Joe in my life to tell me, hey, you could do it like this, or hey, you can do it like that. These are little things that you can do to kind of bump up or change up, um, or change up how you are um, uh, doing, uh, how you can interface with the with the OS. For me, I really, really like it. Um, I think the next time I'm visiting Joe, I will, uh, have him turn on the, uh, the 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 Xbox Series X that way I can see what that looks like because because I did not like the um, Xbox One uh, One S that I had I, I I thought it was just I don't know it just, just the the OS just seemed very cumbersome and, and I'm wondering if they brought that design into um, into the uh, into the Xbox Series X but that's me um, about the about the about the game and the platform. I do not think, I do think that it is bigger uh, than the original. It is bigger. I'm looking at it right now uh, on my shelf and I was able to put it sideways in, 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 in my gaming, uh, gaming cabinet where all my gaming systems are. It's funny. I have the PS five, the PS four and the PS three all stacked above each other with like, they're not stacked They're They have their own little, little cubby. I do know. I do notice that that when I run it for a while, the area within that area gets a little warm. Um, so, and sometimes it can sound like a jet engine, but I think that's just when it's starting that that, that processing speed. So, hopefully, in subsequent models, uh, they'll be able to work on that. But, but actually, there one of the things that they're doing with the next update. There's a, um, a bug right now. Where when you first turn on your PS5, it kind of whirls really loud. Yep, it does. Disc, and then it kind of stops them from there. It usually yep. happens within the first minute or two. And yep. They're, they're already aware of the issue, and they're trying to patch it out with the next step. That's great, so. because because it has happened a couple times <laughs> with me. You know, and I'm just kind of like, okay, I guess we're going to be whirling around. And, and, it, and it's happened. It's also happened when I'm when I'm just playing games. So it'll it'll whirl up again. So... Um, I've noticed that, but again, totally fine. You know, do you, ha uh, do you have enough airflow in that cubby? Yes. Yes. It's totally open on, on all, on all sides. I think it'll okay. be, I think it'll probably, I think it's, I think it's fine, but I do, I have thought about that and I'm just kind of worried like, ah, oh, crap, you know, is it going to overheat? Is it going to set my house on fire? I mean, it's not an Xbox, but I think it'll, so I think I'll be fine. So that was a joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but that's enough for me. Um, I will turn it over to uh, to Joe. Uh, what how is how has your love of this been? Um, it's 
you know, for a minute, it just took a minute for me to uh, understand what the uh, UI kind of felt with the front end on the PS5, and uh, I've gotten very much used to it on there. Um, you know, I've had a few problems uh, with it, but it's mainly because of a handshaking issue between uh, my PS5 and my TV on there. And uh, because I'm using the, even though I never use it, I have a PS VR breakout box that I'm utilizing on here and so it's like sometimes to where i have to turn my tv off and on for me to get a picture still on there and uh oh there there's an option in the video menu to turn down the fidelity if need be if there is a handshaking issue and i have mine on minus two on there and uh, i remember the other day when i was having you do that minus one minus two on yeah. there because you were trying to activate the hdr on your set on there so <laughs> i had and... it plugged into the wrong the wrong it's so, so i felt so stupid i had it plugged into the wrong to the wrong one but whatever well, yeah yeah his tv only uh has hdr on one of the uh inputs hdmi yeah. inputs so on here so but overall i've gotten very much used to it um you know i've been trying to kind of you know give you a heads up des and i also try to give you a heads up too as well kev about the, some of the little quirks of it you know sometimes with especially if there's a ps4 and ps5 version of the same same game you actually have to go into the yeah, three dot menu to go ahead and see as far as what you're downloading and basically it puts in a list of everything that's available for that game and that includes any alphas or betas or anything like that included so you do have like a nice list of of games, but you have to be aware of what you're downloading too, because like I know the other day I noticed I had a uh, both a PS4 and PS5 version of the same game on my hard drive, and then sometimes I had to try to figure out, okay, is Ghost of Tsushima an actually PS5 game, or did they just patch it to where it has additional capabilities on the PS5? And so I lo and behold, it was it's still a PS4 game, but it just has a, a Graphical um, option yeah. graphical update for the ps5 versus having an actual ps5 version proper on there so it's just you gotta, gotta kind of be aware because i know some people were playing like miles morales and they said oh this is not looking anything like what i was expecting and they were wound up they downloaded the ps4 version of the game versus the ps5 and was playing that so uh, you know, there's going to be some refinements in the future. I don't like the fact that it doesn't have folders yet. I think I'm missing my folders. I'm missing the themes on there. But other than that, I mean, I've gotten used to the voice chat on there. I might look online to see if I could figure out any more tricks. I kind of miss when we're having uh, our game nights to be able to go in and name the like chat room and yep. throw an invite out there, everyone naming like gaming vessels game night or something like that. And I know that's not um, in enabled with the new version of chat, both on the PS4 and PS5. So, but uh, overall, I mean, I love the fact that the bottom bar uh, I'm able to configure to my needs on there. Um, I like the fact of the, um, you know, the, games on the top that show up in the your dash you have some control of that as far as if you want to only enable it for like the first five or ten or whatnot you know and uh, i, I know think, that yeah you could go and configure it so you could show everything i you know it's just i wish you know there's a little bit more configuration to that thing 
on there. I think the graphics that show up when you know you select a game in your menu, I love that big splash screen. I think that's a little bit different from what the PS4 was displaying on that. And uh, the PS, the, the PlayStation Store seems like it's okay. I'm able to find what I need to find. Um, I kind of find that I prefer to browse on the web to look at games to purchase versus doing it on my console on there. And I noticed the web store is kind of jank right now. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I don't know if either of you two, do you uh, browse the PlayStation store online versus... Uh... I, I do it through the console. So do yeah. I. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I, don't, I usually... Yeah, I, don't. I, I have no no need to to browse it on my phone. No. I, 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 I hardly do it on my phone. I do it on uh, sometimes because if I'm on my computer and I see Wario puts up, hey, there's this free download or like whatever for DLC or something, I sometimes will go in and queue up some stuff on there. So I, I, I sign on to the PlayStation Store and the browser quite a bit. And I just noticed with the update that the, I, I prefer the old version of the store better online, but that's just me. Huh. That's interesting. I... For me, I really enjoy the um, the new one. I, I I don't know why. I just kind of do. But yeah. Uh, All right. And as far as the Xbox side of the fence, I mean, the Series X for what I've played of it, um, you know, obviously it's exactly like the latest version of the Xbox One X in the Xbox One S uh, OS on there. And uh, you know, one thing I do enjoy about that console versus the ps5 is that you're able to go in and actually set what you want in your front dash and you have a, oh, so many slots to be able to go ahead and do that and you're able to group uh like certain applications into a, a folder and then be able to throw it into your front os on there and so and yeah it, it you have the ability too to be able to go i know they just started dynamic backgrounds on there but uh, if you wanted to you could put like some uh, jpegs or some inf you know pictures on a flash drive or browse it on the uh, web browser and actually use that as your background on there so you could actually put you know personalize your front in a little bit on that so and so i think you have i think up to i'd have to look but you have like about seven or eight different programs you could throw on your front end uh, on there that you could select from. And so what I've tried to do with the Xbox One is put the games that, you know, I currently want or try to play in like in, as far as in the list on there. And those, those are the games I have in my front dash. And instead of the PlayStation, you usually go left and right to look at the different games that are, uh, like you've been currently playing in your front end. Uh, Xbox goes up and down on there. So, which is, you know, it's like different uh, screens, blades, if you want to call them. It's not like the blades from 360 <laughs> era, but, you know. Uh, I'm an okay. Xbox is okay to get navigate. I know how to get to my friends list. Uh, I think it's pretty intuitive. Um, you know, I've gone into parties to play like GHR game nights and that kind of thing on there. Uh, I forgot to mention like what I've been playing. I wound up playing Division Two with GHR Radio, but you could listen to that show to figure out what our overall thing about that. But uh, 
uh, I, I like the new uh, Xbox. I like the Xbox OS as it is now. I have had no problems with it. I know, you know, just like you guys said, something sometimes when you sit down with a new UI, uh, it tends to get funky at first. And, you know, it's just uh, with use, it becomes kind of like second nature on there. So, and uh, I actually like the Xbox uh, UI better than the Switch UI. You know, that's my thing because I got a little, a little bit more configuration. Uh, as far as over what I could set in my front dash and whatnot. So, but, uh, you know, if you do decide to go on the Xbox side of the fence, uh, you know, um, I think, I think the UI is worthy on there. You know, it doesn't feel next gen, you know, it's like, you know, a UI is a UI. I don't care if it's next gen prior gen or whatnot. I think, you know, Xbox has been continually evolving their front end but you know i think they should have made a more of a leap to get something new with this console versus just keeping the same ui from the prior gen but as long as they keep improving on it that's all i care about so okay you guys have any, have any questions for me on the xbox side of the fence since i know you guys don't have one or do not desire to have one <laughs> at any point uh, I can't think of any because far as far as you know, it's it's just it's just, it's just the the Xbox One UI, you know that that's yeah. really all it is, and I it was that that was a pain in the butt to navigate, and I'm assuming that this one is going to be a pain in the butt to navigate until you just get used to it. And, yeah. Um, my view since I only have the PS5. I will I will likely I will get a, a Series X at some point because I've got enough GameStop credit to pay for it. Um I don't like the chat function. I still don't like the chat function. I thought the PS4 getting in and out of chats was just way more intuitive than it is on the PS5. You know, you have to open up a you have to go back and open up that second option in the chat. And then scroll over to leave the chat. It, it was it was just a little bit more more fluid. I don't like those groups, you know, for all the people that you've chatted with before. I still need to go back and delete all those because it just it, it, it's it 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 still kind of confuses me, you know. It is what it is. I'm an old man, so <laughs> the 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 more advanced technology becomes, I now understand. Like I'm becoming, I'm becoming to other people what my mom is to me. So like, whenever she gets new technology, a new DVD player or whatever, you know, I have to explain to her how stuff works. You know, new smartphone or what have you. And it's like I, I'm starting to feel that way with 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 <laughs> new technology. It's like I like the way it worked on the old way. I don't like this new crap. Um, so really, that's my those are my prime those are my primary guffs. I don't I, I miss folders too. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some type of folder functionality that is going to be part of this new UI. But my and, and the cards. I, I haven't used the car utilize really the card system, you know, where you're, um, you know, going in and getting, getting help from the developers on how to get past the part. I, I think that's a neat feature. I've just never really utilized them all that much. Uh, um, a lot of that is more social, 
uh, interaction. And, and when I sit down to game, I, you know, I really don't, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a social gamer outside of, you know, people that I'm doing multiplayer with. Uh, I, I don't really go out and see what other people are doing at the time I'm getting ready to sit down and play a game. So maybe that's just my old man eye. That's, that's probably a function I'll never use. I do like the the fact that uh, the you know screen screen share and taking videos are pretty much in line with how they were on the PS4, at least in my understanding of it. You know, I'm not really having to relearn anything new there. But I think where the PS5 really shines is that dang controller. Yes. Um, that those haptic feedback, that haptic feedback is a game changer. And I, I thought it was, you know, when I first, you know, I'm a, I'm a Sony pony. Call me what, call me what it is. But when I heard all these journalists talking about the controller, or even I was thinking, eh, you know, how much is Rumble? <laughs> how does Rumble really change things? But when you start, when you play a game like Spider Man, I still haven't played. Uh, the 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 robot uh the free game that comes with the, the 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 with the console yet which its whole purpose is to demonstrate how much versatility is possible with that controller but even even just like having such playing through the game and having you know radio com conversations come through the mic the i like the way the controller the fact that you don't even really need a headset I'm not an audiophile, so I'm not going to go out and and spend two, three, five hundred dollars on a headset just to play games. Uh, for me, a pair of earbuds works perfectly fine. But the fact that you have, you know, you can uh, mute your mic, uh, and you don't even need a mic to enjoy, you know, to be in a party. Uh, I think that's cool. But those haptic, those haptic triggers, man. Miles Morales, because that's the game that I that I first experienced that in uh, the most, it changes the way you play the game. I mean, as far as interact in, you know, immersion goes, you know, you feel as you're swinging through Manhattan or through Harlem, the tension on miles in, on the trigger, you know, to simulate the tension of that swinging web. And it's a cue to hit the X button to get the highest level of of height when you get ready to move on to the next part of the swing and i mean that's just that that's just fantastic i'm sorry it, that you know the impacts that you feel as you're punching dudes in the face you know yanking shields off enemies i mean you feel all that come through the controller uh interaction with you know how you you know doing venom punches on bosses you feel that in the controller in a way that just base rumbled it, it just it does not even compare uh so you know i while i don't i don't have a series x i mean uh, controlling comparing the two to compare the two controllers uh, haptic feedback is i think one of the biggest legs up as far as immersion i think that separates the two consoles um, and of course everything else load times are are 
books are in many cases, you know, almost non-existent, you know, Godfall, you die in Godfall, you're back split second. Um, I play my PS4 games on an external hard drive, so I'm not getting the maximum benefit of the SSD, but because I'm saving that for my PS5 only content. Uh, but even even there, I, I'm seeing increased load times uh, as it's pulling the data through the, the USB 3.0 port from from the hard drive. So, it, all in all, I'm very satisfied with the PS5. Uh, like I said, I will be getting an Xbox Series X uh, when I can when I can get it through GameStop, either walk in or order it online. But uh, yeah. I like to say too the DualShock uh, DualSense does make a big difference on there. So um, if there's going to be multi-platform game between Xbox Series and uh, PlayStation Five, I'm going to go with the PlayStation Five version just for that reason. I know a lot of the Xbox fans are excited for MLB to show those show up on uh, Xbox because hey, it's a Sony game on a play on an Xbox console, but uh, to me, taking the functionality out of the controller, no matter how good that uh, stock Xbox Series controller is, it's just it's just uh, it's just comparing apples and oranges, in my opinion. So, yeah, and I think that that's where I, I think that's part of the problem with with the Xbox with the Series consoles. Is that there's really outside of the power, there's no real improvement. I mean, the power and the load times. I mean, both consoles have that. Yeah. But I think the PlayStation really differentiated themselves with that controller. And I think Xbox decided to play it safe and say, well, you know, we've got the we've got the quote unquote best controller on the market, you know. I I think that's that's highly debatable. I think it all depends on which console you spend the most time on. Yeah. But because uh, I know I I prefer the DualShock Four over the Xbox primarily because I was playing PS4 a lot more than I was playing Xbox. But if 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 I was playing Xbox more, I might feel differently. You know, stick locations, parallel or offset doesn't really affect me at all. But the they they decide to take it really safe and just basically give you the Xbox One controller with the Series X, and I think that was a short sight uh, on Microsoft's part. I understand their thinking behind it. You know why mess up why mess up a good thing, but you know when you're moving on to the next thing, the next generation, you want to give as much reason to move forward as possible. Yeah. You know, you want to move your fan base from what they already have and make them go out and spend that three to five hundred dollars on the next on on your next big thing. And um, obviously, games is the biggest attraction, but also how you interact with those games is is, in my opinion, and those haptic feedback triggers prove it is just as important how you interact with that content. So. Oh, well, I could tell you if without a shadow of a doubt, the D-pad on the uh, new Xbox Series controller is probably the best D-pad I have used since, like, the Sega Saturn. <laughs> so, it's it's really good. It's really good. I mean, I don't know if I'll be playing a 2D fighting game on it, per se, but 
Um, I like the clickiness of it, um, even though I know it's been said it's like kind of loud <laughs> on there. But mm. uh, uh, the if you're just going to buy a controller to play PC games with, um, and you're not going to use your Dual Sense, I would say a Series X or S controller would be a good good selection. I think it's a really good controller. I actually started using the stock controller versus using the elite two controller after I, you know, upgraded to my series X console. So it's just like, uh, you know, uh, but you know, I could, you know, we're going to talk in, in general about Xbox versus PlayStation, obviously all the third party tie, you know, major third party titles, but you know, you could see the difference in between the curated Indies on the Xbox side, the games pass, obviously on that side versus what, playstation's bringing to the table as well so there there's you know there's different things to play on xbox it's just finding the time and taking the time i mean i try to play my series x as much as i can but i literally i think i turn it on maybe once a week where i'm turning on my playstation pretty much almost every night so because mm. that value well, because my friends are on there too, but uh, you know. See, because you value your friends. <laughs> there you go. But if if you get an itch to play some Deep Rock Galactic sometime, or Des, or like uh, some game that's only on the Xbox side of the fence, you know. Nope. Some spot right there, buddy. <laughs> nope. Nope. Quick. So, no. Des, you even interested in the Series S? You know, for uh, us less. Nope. You know, I, I think we nope. might have talked about that before. I can't remember. Nope, but you know the only we... seriously the only the only way that I'm gonna buy an Xbox uh, is if uh, Obsidian or Bethesda uh, comes out with just the bomb type game, and the way Bethesda's you know been acting, I don't think that's gonna be anytime too soon. So and and even though the um, I can't remember the the I can't remember the name of the game from. Um, obsidian that they showed off i mean i want to like i i, I, I want to get excited like i want to get excited and i just i just can't at the moment so so we'll see so when about, they uh, grounded oh god okay uh you were saying kev before you were, you were interrupted <laughs> so by the uh, okay so bethesda comes out with that bomb ass game you getting the s or the x uh i don't know I don't know, buddy. Probably the X, just to just to kind of see what it is, and or or I might just borrow Joe's because he ain't playing it. So. <laughs> um. <laughs> just borrow Joe's. You know, we can just we can just split it. We can just share it. We can just share the Xbox love. <laughs> joint custody. <laughs> yeah, joint custody of the Xbox. It sounds bad <laughs> in this day and age. <laughs> Uh, might be a cheaper proposition is go in with, with a bunch of your friends and buy it <laughs> well i mean they do have that xbox you know uh aaron's brothers you know the, the pay as you go, pay, yeah, pay as you go thing oh, the rto method so there is that good. so you're not outlaying outlaying the cat all that cash in one go uh, i'm good but i don't even so are you so, uh, for our listeners, because I don't think any of uh, Joe, you you didn't go that route. But for our listeners, if you've utilized the the RTO methodology to get your Series X, I'm curious to know: Were you able to get it that day? 
if you went to a Microsoft store, I don't know if the, I, I don't know if the Microsoft stores are still a thing because the last I heard they were closing down, if not all of them, at least a bunch of them. No, you you get them through uh, different retailers uh, like GameStop, uh, Best Buy. They have an option in the store to do the financing through um, the Xbox, um, the whatever the oh, I forgot what they named the the um, plan on there, but all access Xbox all access, all access. yeah. In fact, uh, uh, Eric Bouchard from the uh, GH Radio podcast uh, is on the. Uh, uh, Aaron Brothers, Aaron Brothers, <laughs> Aaron Rent to Own <laughs> uh, plan on there. So he got the package deal with the uh, Xbox Games Pass Ultimate and the Series X for a low, low, low price, which I don't know what he's paying. I think he's probably paying, I think, from what I remember, like 30 or 35 bucks a month or something like that. So cool. So would they, if you got that through GameStop, would they let you use your store credit? Uh, well, no, because you're getting the financing to pay for it. So. Oh, so, okay. okay. Yeah, but you know they have a. Uh, it's it's clear in the um like if you go online to look at the the uh, Xbox Series X or S, you can see they have a specific Xbox All Access link to buy it, and basically that will. Uh, establish the fact that you need to apply to get the credit uh, that they're going to approve you for on there. And then from there, obviously, purchase the system with the financing in mind on there. I know some people basically uh, had issues because of the fact that they would place the series console in their cart. They would go in and do the you know five-minute paperwork to put all the data in for the... Uh, credit application get approved and then come back to say that no the series console was out of stock or something yeah. like that so and each time they run that you know multiple hits on your credit can bring your score down uh well but once you're approved they've had people to where they've gotten approved and so they have contacted them back when um more consoles have come into stock to see if they still wanted to to go for the deal, okay. basically. So there, they there are users out there that actually have gotten the offer to be able to, after the fact, if they were approved, that they were still had that line of credit open when consoles were further available. And so, if you're interested in this method, you're probably better off trying to apply to get approved for the credit ahead of time. Uh, prior to purchasing the console. And to me, if you can't afford to pay for it cash outright at the beginning, <laughs> maybe you need to buy a Series X or go get an Xbox One S or X instead. So mm-hmm. that's just me. Well, that's just me. Yeah. Do what you want with your money. But yeah. <laughs> All righty. So uh, thank you. Every- oh, sorry. You guys done? Are you we good? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for and those who, who came in and, uh, and, answered the question. Really appreciate that. Uh, at the end of the show, Kevin will be giving us contact information about how you can join our Discord or respond to us on Twitter. Uh, for the next question for the main event, and this is kind of coming back to um, what Willie D said about the PSP, PS uh, PlayStation controller, uh, what was a favorite controller of yours in the past? You know, what is one controller that you remember just fitting like a glove in your hands? You know, I would love to hear you know, because I know some of you have tried many different controllers from various different um, 
various different uh, uh, manufacturers. But please let us know what's a favorite of yours. Um, I know that Joe probably has a bunch. My, and oh, and, and it can also be arcade sticks uh, for your fighting game. I don't if you're for your fighting game enthusiast that those can be a part of it too. But but any kind of a controller that you really loved, all the way back to the Atari to the new to the new PS uh, PlayStation controller. So so uh, let us know what is your favorite video game controller. You know, let us know what what which ones you really like. So without further so that's all for me, and I'm gonna kick it back to Kev. All right. Well, thanks for that uh, for that main event, Des. Uh, so our next topic on our docket is going to be the news. So I'm passing the mic over to Trader Joe. What you got for him, folks? What you got for him, Joe? All right. Well, first thing, let's lead off. Uh, there was a nice little Pokemon. Talk about Pokemon here. Uh, uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, they did have a little uh, live stream on there, announcements uh, on there, and so they have announced some new games. So um, first off, you're going to be getting uh, a couple of DS version games being remade for the Switch. So uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl will be releasing worldwide in late 2021 on there so uh so these are remakes of the ds titles i know i've seen online too where they made a mention of some platinum content from pokemon platinum appearing in uh, some of the screenshots and videos of these two games on here so uh this is these games are being developed by uh ilka uh, which is the company behind pokemon home and will be overseen by game freak on there and they're basically going to be remakes of the original games on there so and uh, you know it just depends if you're a fan of that particular uh set of pokemon in the series on there um you know to me i'm not sure if i'm going to be jumping on this since i haven't really played sword and shield myself on there uh any are you looking forward to this remake of des or are you kind of like lukewarm on it at least i'm not looking forward to it i mean yeah. I, I I mean I think it's great that another generation can play it, but uh I'm more excited for the uh I'm more excited for the next news you're gonna give me. Okay. Well <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about the next news on here. So Game Freak, because of the fact that they're not developing the remake of Diamond and Pearl are working on a new game. So um, Pokemon Legends Arceus was announced on here and they showed like a baby about a two minute video, but uh, what they have talked about is this is going to be an open world Pokemon game on there. So you're gonna be able to explore the land. Uh, you're able to sneak up on Pokemon to catch them in a realistic fashion. So you're not just, uh, you know, doing the overhead like, you know, go into a grassy field and waiting for a random encounter to pop up on there. So, and so there is some familiar aspects of the core gameplay, but there are new action and RPG elements on here. And it's in a giant, like a large sandbox on there. So, and it doesn't look like a typical story too, about, you know, you becoming a, 
a Pokemon champion, like if you're a kid and getting a Pokeball from the professor and so on and so forth on there. Um, it looks like this is based in a, like an ancient feudal Japan. So you're playing in an ancient Sinnoh region on there and you're actually uh, evolving to create the first Pokedex that existed in history on here so so it looks it looked very cool uh it's something to me i think you know we i think me and des when we talked about pokemon on this show uh we just uh, felt like the game has gotten stale over the years on here you know matter God's how stale you... it's been stale gotcha <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to be rude but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's, not, it's okay oof I'm used to the abuse. It's all good. <laughs> I'm not abusing you. I'm abusing oh, I know. I'm Pokemon. Jeez, yeah, yeah, Joe. I'm so sensitive. <laughs> Obviously. Yikes. Yeah, what no, they yeah, doing yeah. to you over there on GHR? <laughs> Dude, nothing. We talk about Xbox. Come on. Xbox. <laughs> Is that why you're sad? But yeah, I think a lot of this, uh, as far as uh, open world, is kind of. I think a lot of Pokemon fans have been waiting for something new to play. And it's something new, not just a Coliseum game, not just some kitty, you know, game on the console. Like, you know, let's, let's go Pikachu. Let's go whatever. Eevee. <laughs> Eevee. Yeah. On there. They're looking for an evolution. How did I know that. And I don't even mess with Pokemon. <laughs> You're, you're a man of culture, uh, <laughs> man of high esteem. You remember a game title or two over here. About it. You're about it. All about it. You're about about it. Oh shit. You're uh, about about it. So, but I, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, you got a choice of starters. It looks like there's a mix of some of the starters from X and Y. Uh, you got Rowlet, uh, Cinequil, and Oshawott. As you started Pokemon yeah. on there, so They're mixing up so, the starters, I think it's yeah. kind of part of me is kind of annoyed by it, only because it seems like they are they are um, uh, like we're not going to get any new Pokemon, which is fine, I guess. But at the same time, I was like, eh. but it's something new. It is a Pokemon open world game. You can you can run around. You can have battles in the wild. Um, it's it's a single player Pokemon game, so yeah. so I mean baby steps I guess, but I will be buying this day one um, because I really this this is what the fans have been asking for. Um, we finally got it, so let's show them some love and hope that it is amazing and and get it done. You know that's yeah. The, it looks looks like it's coming out early 2022, so we got a little ways to wait for it. So yeah, but I'm 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 gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna say thank you, and I'm gonna get it done. Any interest in this, Kev? Or it's like, eh, yeah. I uh, is it still turn-based battles? Yep. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, gotcha. it's not. Um, it is not going to be at all. Um. Like, no, it turn-based battles. All right. Well, next thing I want to talk about is PlayStation Plus uh, for March on uh, that. So Sony kind of dropped the bomb a little bit, dropped the bombs on here, and they have announced the games that will be coming out in March 2021. Uh, subscribers will be getting the Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Remnant from the Ashes, Farpoint for PS4, and Maggot 
for uh, PS5 on there. So obviously Farpoint requires PlayStation VR. Uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, will not include the upgrade to the PS5 version, which we'll talk in a bit. And also you get, you know, Remnant from the Ashes as well. So good, good selection of games for the month on here. I know Maggot, um, I have not heard too much about it, but... Uh, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's basically what it's describing. It says that this intriguing first-person puzzler designed around an Escher-esque recursive simulation on there. So so it will basically put you in the center of the world, uh, the rules of which are very different from our own. So you're solving puzzles on here. You're required to twist the world recursively, manipulating the landscape of a diorama with we'll see those changes mirrored in a life-size version that surrounds you on there. You could use the PS5's game help, which Kevin talked about earlier, for helpful hints to solve any sort of uh, tougher puzzles on here. So, you know, as soon as I uh, read this description, I'm out. I'm out. But yep. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think okay. it's something that Paul might enjoy. I was just thinking about that, too. I was like, Paul might yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. You know. I might give it a shot just because it's free. I'll queue it up for sure. But yeah, it's know. free. You can you can come by and take a look. Well, it's not necessarily for you paying for PS Plus, but you know, I think the other games coming this month, and um, hopefully we'll get some multiplayer remnant going since it is free for everyone. I'll play it there. for free. I'm glad I never bought it. <laughs> I was. We've been talking about because you know it's one of the games that when you did sign on your Xbox and use Games Pass for a minute that you. You I did dabble it. in Remnant, so I enjoyed it. You know, yeah. I, I think it's, and it's kind of weird, and I and I don't, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I kind of got from Outriders, I kind of got Remnant vibes from it a little bit. I mean, it definitely looks better as Remnant has that has that kind of um, uh, Fortnite kind of look to it that Kevin despises, <laughs> but it kind of it kind of it it it, it kind of reminded me of that just a little bit, just a little bit, yeah. Just a shade, but, just a tad. Just a tad, but uh, this is definitely a better a better game. Uh, Outriders is a better game than Remnant, but I, I I enjoyed it when I played it. I think it's I think it's a nice little time waster shooter. You can play with friends. So, all right, good deal. Any other impressions on PlayStation Plus before I go and move on? Uh, it's a good month. Yeah, uh, I don't even have a VR, but I'm going to queue up Farpoint. Um, and you know, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII remake. That's 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 really that's really good. That's really good. So you said Far Farpoint is you can play without VR, right? No, nah, no, it sucks. Because I'd play it without VR if it was if it had a non VR component. I'd play it. Yeah, you would need it. Would need to be a light gun game for you to play it without a VR. That's the only way I can even imagine it. Imagine it. Yeah. All right. I've dabbled with it a little bit. I haven't really played it too much, so. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. It, it kind of puts you in the mindset of some of those arcade light gun games, except you're able to move around and you know you're not. I, don't, I, I can't. You're on rails, but it, I, I think it's doesn't make you feel like you're on rails necessarily but yeah it's one of the games that's really compatible with the uh the gun that came out for playstation vr too it came bundled with a um gun that you could use i used the gun before i 
believe I have it, but I'd have to go take a look in my closet to see if it's in there. <laughs> it's in your closet. That's great. Uh, I know I messed with the the last PlayStation experience. I remember so. You know, my my gameplay experiment with that kind of reminded me, and I'm just gonna take this back to a, a long forgotten place. It reminded me of uh, playing uh, a Sega Master System game in the 3D. Uh, goggles on there so it kind of reminded me of that a little bit so obviously better fidelity of course but <laughs> obviously obviously but all right well next thing on the docket on the news um there was a playstation state of play on there so sony had a half hour video dedicated to like updates on prior games that they've shown and previous uh announcements like the ps5 showcase last year so I'm going to go through these real quick. Um, there's Crash Bandicoot 4 upgrade, which we talked about before on this show. Um, PS5 uh, will be getting like uh, enhancements, including uh, faster loading times, dual sense features, uh, improved haptics, and adaptive trigger usage. On there, it's also going to support the 3D audio of the PlayStation uh, 5 OS as well. On there, um, they show the new Returnal uh, trailer on there, which is coming on April 30th. That's the uh, roguelike shooter slash action adventure game from Housemark. <laughs> on that, so uh, did you, any of you guys get to see the new Returnal? Uh, I did, I did, what? and I'm digging it. I'm digging it too. You know, you know that $70 price tag is kind of still steep in my mind, but I'm still in it to win it <laughs> with. The game, I think I'm that much excited for the game that I'm willing to invest that amount of money on there. But uh, I kind of wish Sony, in a way, wouldn't just uh, like you know, be as adamant about that price point. You know, you kind of see what happened with Destruction All Stars, where <laughs> obviously they made a correction during this. And I'm not saying Returnal is not worth seventy bucks, but we'll have to see. I mean, but you we'll... see, I, I kind of dig that, and here's why: it means that you got to make better games. You you right. got to make games that are worthy of that seventy dollar investment, you know. You you know I'd rather have if I've got to spend less money throughout the year for new content, but get top shelf stuff. I'd rather have that than be spending forty, fifty, thirty five dollars throughout the year on impulse buys that when I compare them to other yeah. stuff I played that year is just kind of trash. So I, I kind of applaud them for sticking to that seventy dollar, uh, that seventy dollar ticket because it means that you're going to have to give me better content. I'm my I'm going to have to see what my money is paying for. Well, yeah. Proofs in proofs in the pudding. We'll see if it is worthy of the seventy dollar purchase. And I think both me and you, Kev, are probably are confirmed day one on this bad boy. So yeah, yeah. So at least it's not going to be in the, in the racks like Bleeding Edge. I saw Bleeding Edge on sale for two ninety nine. Wow! <laughs> but you know what? Here and here's the thing. Here's another thing. Um, at that steep a, st- a steep of or that increase, and folks, when you think about the you know the price of game of console game software since the golden age, yeah, seventy bucks really isn't that much. I mean, nah, not really. I it really like- isn't. I've paid like $100 for Fantasy Star 4. I mean, there's games I've paid, you know, that amount I of money I paid 90 for. for Street Fighter 2 for Super Nintendo. So. Yeah, I remember those days. 
So, I mean, we're, we're really, you know, it's really not that big of a deal, but I, I think the, are the software developers are going to see early on, you know, whether or not, the, you know, their game is worth $70 by the people that they're trying to sell this content to. I think it kind of puts more power in the consumer yeah, where really you're not really looking at it as, oh, there's a new game out. I'm in Best Buy. I'm in GameStop. Let me go ahead and drop this 30, 30 bucks. And then you take it home sight on, you know, sight unseen. And, you know, eh, it's kind of trash, but I only spend 30 bucks, you know, instead it's like, okay, I'm investing $70 of my hard earned money. And I need, you know, it also forces the consumer to be more informed before they go and spend. Because I mean, unless you, unless you're unless you're a trust fund baby, most of us don't have, you know, seventy. I mean, we may have seventy dollars may not affect our bottom line through the course of the month, but you know, we ain't trying to go out and just drop seventy bucks on on an impulse buy for a game. You know, at least I'm not. No. <laughs> All right. Well, other games that they've shown in the um, state of play, um, EA displayed their Knockout City dodgeball game, which we talked about on Nintendo Direct. I think we didn't talk about on the show because it, <laughs> it looks like a Fortnite uh, battle, battling with the dodgeball. You know, you have to pay 20 bucks for this game up front, but there is going to be an open beta. I think uh, none of us are interested in this. Are you interested in, in this, anyone? Going once, going twice. Nope. I thought the design looked cute, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah. Like the design, uh, I, I think it's interesting, like a dodgeball type thing, but no. Is it worthy for trying an open beta? Because we could, you could give it a shot if you want. Is, is there an open beta? There's going to be an open beta prior to the game coming out. It's coming oh. out on May 21st. Well, so. then maybe. Hell, I mean, if it's an open beta. You can't really go wrong with an open beta. So it's like, maybe I'll just try it. Yeah, I know um, the game when it does come out it's going to be 19.99 at least to start out with, which you know didn't work well for that Rocket Arena game that EA brought out there, trying to compete with Fortnite and whatnot. I, so I expect it to be free after a while, so I'm not I, worried about I'm it. Ex I'm expecting it to be free as well, so we'll see. So. Um, next game was shown was a new game from Slowcap, which is the developers of Absolver from that was published by. Uh, Devolver Digital on here, and uh, this is the, their next game. It's called Sifu on here, and it's a brawling action game, but it's a very stylized. I think, you know, Absolver in of itself was interesting on there, but I think was a little bit too ambitious in my opinion, and I think this might kind of take a step back to where if it's a uh, more of a single-player dedicated game on there that they could really show their chops as far as the uh, kung fu action that they're known for. Absolver had pretty good combat, in my opinion. Just uh... Yeah, fantastic combat. I think the problem with it was it was just a bit too esoteric for its own good, yeah. you know? And I think had they had, they had a uh, uh, if they had a compelling narrative with that gameplay, I think it would have been a lot better. But having it just be a straight-up brawler was not... It just, it just wasn't... No, like, it just, it just didn't work. It just did yeah. not work. So, but again... Um, I'm I'm here for it. I think this game is going to be great. Um, yeah, uh, the whole the whole mechanic of you actually getting older, you know, as you die or or as you get knocked out, um, is cool. I really hope that as you get knocked out, 
you you learn more because that would just suck if you if you still suck and you're getting older, you know. <laughs> right? I mean, that would suck. You know, the mechanic that I can see here <laughs> is like, okay, as you fight, you gain you maybe there's a skill tree that you open up and if you get KO'd and you come back, you're a little older. I'm thinking you're going to be able to retain a skill or a um, an action from your last playthrough. And I think that might be how you become a Sifu. And my understanding of the word Sifu in Chinese is is teacher or instructor. Yep. Often utilized in, mar you know, the person that you learn your martial arts from. So... I'm guessing that the way you become the Sifu is because you're retaining that knowledge, those refined skills from your prior playthroughs. So when you're older, you know, and you're going to, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be fighting tougher and tougher opponents, but you, you will have a solid foundation that each time you come back, you will at least have retained, you'll be able to retain something. Okay. I was really good at this counter. Or I was really good at this, you know, at this kick or this punch or this style. Maybe, maybe you're retaining us. Maybe you're retaining fighting styles. That would be really dope. Um, and I can retain this when I come back a little bit older, and I can build upon that as a foundation. So I, I when I saw the gameplay, that's kind. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, the plot of the game actually is that you play a, someone who's trying to uh, seek revenge from his family being killed on here. And so he basically, uh, you, you play as a young Kung Fu student, uh, basically, who was prepared for, you know, eight years to learn Kung Fu on here. And so you have a magical pendant that you are wearing that will be able to, if you die, the be able to revive you upon your death but the the cost like des said is that you become older each time you come back to life mm -hmm. on here so the whole component of the game is uh how long will you manage to survive uh without having to start the quest again on there whether you're able to complete the quest <laughs> using your one life and your one life only so that'd be awesome though if, like so there's there's a chance that you might get too old and people and you, you have to start over again <laughs> Wow! Yeah, but you know what? But see, that, that's going against every kung fu theater movie I ever saw as a kid because it was the old men you didn't mess with. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe the older you get, the stronger you get. You know, maybe there's maybe 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 there's more like you like you were saying. Maybe you get more power, you get powerful, or or something happens, and you're like even better. You know. It, it kind of almost like it's almost like a, a play on a roguelike, you know, when you really think about it, you know. So I am here for it though. When I when you when you said that, I was like, oh damn! Like you get older, you better you better be stepping your game up, buddy. Yep. Because if you can't, you are just you are <laughs> asked out, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> I can't see this dude going down. You know, finding a bunch of thugs with a with a walker and a cane. <laughs> you know, just you know, throwing geritol, geritol powder in their faces. <laughs> I would I, I, love it. Oh, that would be amazing. Could you imagine that? Just straight up. <laughs> oh, Sunday. <Hota! laughs> the like... power of dentine. <laughs> so, no, it'd be like the old lady in uh in what is it uh Groovon fight? The old lady. Yeah. yeah. Throwing, your, throwing your dentures at people. <laughs> love it. 
I don't know. After after well, hearing this instinct. possibility, I'm yeah, here the for power it. instinct yell, the power instinct grandma, but she could she could uh she had that grab that uh that grab attack that she would drain your your uh your life your health and she would become yeah. young again. So <laughs> was... I don't know. Like I they might have something here. There is a lot that they could do. There's a lot that they could do with that with that mechanic. So I'm I, here for I, it, I, yeah, that's that's day yeah. one. <clears throat> yeah. I'm ready for it, and it's and because it's a, and and I really like this studio, and I've really enjoyed their stuff, so I am more than willing to to spend to give a couple of bucks for this, and I'm a huge kung fu fan, and there just has not been a really good kung fu like game where you're just like doing kung fu. That's not a fighting game, you know. Yeah. So I'm 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 definitely gonna give them my my ducats. So. I, I want someone to develop a game and they've seemed like they've gotten close with absolver is to take it back to toe ball one and toe ball two. I mean, so well, maybe they, maybe that's what they're trying to emulate. You never know. Yeah. Influenced it from there. You know, virtue, like uh virtue fighter, you know, it's just like, you know, you feel that like uh, story. Forth. Yeah. With the story, of course, the yeah. story that that's what I need. Like I need, I need a story. And I think, I think this one sounds relatively relatively compelling, you know. Um, I'm, Did y'all ever play that Jet Li game for PlayStation Two? No, nah, I never played it. Oh, it was good. It was good. I think I still have my copy, even though I don't have a PlayStation Two. That is dead up. Well, uh, is it called Rise of Rise to Honor? I think. Right. Yeah, Rise to Honor was very good. It 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 uses its its dual stick. So like you move with one stick, but you punch with the other, or or you attack with the other, but it works. It really does work. I I, I play. I can't count the the number of times I played through that game. It's not a very long game, but it's a very good game. The mechanics were really solid. So that that when I think of kung fu games, that 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 Jet Li game for PlayStation Two just kind of comes to my mind as being really good. Like when enemies would throw stuff at you, you could catch it in midair and fling it back at them uh, by a timed press of the R. I believe it was the, the, uh, the trick, the R, whatever buttons were on the, the, yeah, the R1. So you could time, you could time those and, and throw stuff back at them. It was really good. All right. Good deal. Sifu's day one for, I think all of us. So yeah, yeah I'm buying awesome. it day one. Another game they showed right after Sifu is they showed the latest trailer for Solar Ash. And if you are not familiar with Solar Ash, this is the next game from the development team of Heart Machine, which did Hyperlight Drifter on there. And so I just thought the uh, graphical style of this game looked badass. And, uh, you know, I think it looked like almost like like with the whole running technique, you know, it's just like I I can't really describe. You'd have to see the trailer for yourself. Uh, I like the art style uh, that's shown, and I'm more I'm interested in it. So it looks uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, I was surprised because like the the last time I I saw anything about Solar Ash was I think was the last state of play just before the PS5 launched, and yeah, it, it was... looked like it just it looked like she was running. The character was running, but in this one, it looked like she was like ether skating like she had inline skates and she was like you know skating along the clouds and whatnot so yeah it was that they did definitely did change some um 
some things to the uh, you know the presentation at least in in the mobility sections that they showed. But yeah, I was that Solar Ash was very impressive. So that's definitely going to be one I'm going to wind up picking up. Yeah, I was getting kind of confused between that game and the PS5 showcase and the Pathless because the kind of same thing where you're having the same beads. That's the game where you play the girl with the with the, eagle. the bow and arrow and the eagle. Yeah, yeah. yeah on here but it kind of helped differentiate that game uh, with this current trailer and so i'm definitely keeping an eye on it for sure so uh next game they've shown i'm not going to i'm going to mention the name and we'll move on uh five night uh, five nights at freddy's security breach uh they introed it like being something scary and uh, scary <laughs> scary imagine me having to play this so Running from Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. Yeah, okay. People <laughs> love it. People love it. We can't we can't hate on them. I, People I love know. it. I know. People love you know, it. If I could play as a silent Nick Cage in this, maybe a movie ad, I mean game adaptation of that crappy Five Nights at Freddy's movie that Nick Cage is in, then maybe you could talk me into it. So uh next game they've shown uh odd world soulstorm so they had a good uh feature on this a good three to four minute uh feature of what makes this uh remake of odd world uh eh, kind of appeal to current gen and next gen uh console owners and uh you know, I w was interested in this game after seeing it, but after I saw it's going to be free on PlayStation Plus uh, on Mar April the 6th, it's like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. I was like on the fence, even after watching it, whether I was going to dedicate even like, because yeah, I was estimating it would be like about 40 bucks on there, but uh, free on PS Plus, yeah, I'm, I'm down. But if you're not familiar with Oddworld at all, um, I think Abe's... Odyssey was the first game in the series. It came out like Games Odyssey the, was the first game. Yeah, it was like in, in like PlayStation One era, and so it's like Oddworld Inhabitants is the developer of the series, and basically it's like a it was originally a two D like you know side scrolling game, kind of in the same vein as a Flashback and Out of This World, where it has like kind of the retro rotoscope look on here and so they've been plugging away i mean uh, you haven't really heard a lot from odd world since the stranger's wrath that came out for the original xbox after that that kind of fell off a bit but they've been kind of remaking some of the games in the series and this is also a remake on there but uh looks like they've just taken all the beads from these 2d side-scrolling games uh from the odd world uh, series and um, I'm definitely going to give it a playthrough since it is on PS Plus on there. What's you guys' overall impressions of Oddworld Soulstorm? So I've never played an Oddworld's game, so I do not know what to expect. Yeah. So I yeah, do not know. I, I, yeah, I don't really know either. Is, is So is this like a Pikmin? Like a violent Pikmin? Uh, in a way, because yeah, you're, you're, like you're a bunch you're, of them things. Right? Yeah, you're able to give commands to these guys, you know, these little alien uh inhabitants on there that the and then you're able to lead them across the pathway and they're able to attack and you're able to give commands if need be as well and so you mix up that and plus some platforming gameplay and it looks like a little mixing in and out and i always thought the the at least uh abe's odyssey was fun to play but 
I never really followed through with the rest of the games in the series, in my honest opinion. I mean, I know that Abe's uh, Oddworld um, Stranger's Wrath was like almost like a 3D shooter in the same universe on there that was kind of ambitious. But, uh, you know, this takes it back to the original Abe's uh, Odyssey and Abe's Exodus because that was the sequel on PS1 for that that kind of continued that like kind of 2D adventure game outlook. So. We'll see. Well, so we'll talk about it next month once once it's up and it's available on there. It's coming on April sixth. So, uh, next game that they're showing was Kenya Bridge of Spirits on there. So we got to see a lot oh, yeah. more of this game, and uh, it does sure look pretty. I can tell you that right now. So it's an action adventure game. It has some Zelda esque elements. You know, people have equated, oh look at those little creatures. They're like Pokemon, but you know, I don't think there is any gameplay elements like pokemon with they're not pokemon yeah they are not pokemon so on there but it's gonna it has an august 21st date on here and it looks like there is a physical release coming out for it and uh what's your guys' overall impressions of the trailer i liked it i thought day one day one yeah for sure day one it looks amazing yeah and i cannot wait to play it all right, and next game to show, Bethesda and uh, their studio, uh, Arcane, uh, has come up with the latest trailer for Deathloop, and they had a music video, uh, a.k.a. James Bond-type theme song rolling through it, which you know doesn't really tell me too much about the gameplay, but... Ow! <laughs> Sorry. <It's> okay. Cat. <laughs> I, I thought the trailer was, was cool. Yeah, whether that gets me to pick up the game for 70 bucks on launch, I mean, I... I've, I'm interested in it. What you guys' feeling is on it? Uh, probably a pass for me, but um, good on anybody else who gets into it. I just don't, you know, um, I never really got into Dishonored, um, so I don't really, like, again, no disrespect to anybody else. If you like it, cool, but I don't think I'm going to pass on this one. Um. Uh... The premise of it is interesting. Uh, I, I I can see myself maybe jumping into this like on a Black Friday deal. It, it you know it's a first person shooter and it's a roguelike. So the more you die, you do something different to try and get to the person you're trying to assassinate. As I understand the the play loop, you know for Death Loop, and there is this funny. other the yeah. Play this, loop. <laughs> There is this other, I guess that's kind of like a more open-ended rogue element of a, as another assassin that I either has the same powers as you or similar powers, mm-hmm. similar skill set that is trying to, you know, ruin your day. So, you know, as you're trying to plan things out, you have this, I don't know if it's controlled by another person nope. or if it's AI. It's just a guy who's coming to kill you, from what I understand. Well, no, it, it's it's a, that those are those are like other people that are in your way as you're as you try to get to your main target. But, but there's this female assassin <clears throat> that is like trying specifically trying to stop you from doing whatever it is that you're doing. The well, other people that. are just kind of in the way. Yeah, I thought I thought that person was just another person that was. No, no, there there's something unique about her. And she either has that, she's either caught in the same loop as you are, but she's, whatever reason, she's, she, you are her primary target. She's not worried about anybody else except you. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know if that's going to be another player in multiplayer that's trying to, you know, put the monkey wrench in your in your gearbox. But I don't uh, think it's another player, though. I hope it's not another player. Uh, it is another know. player. Yeah, they're in, <laughs> okay. and they're integrating multiplayer in this. Oh lord. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that could be problematic. I yeah. So yeah, I, I think if I do get this game, it would be on on discount or a Black Friday deal. I think the premise is unique, but you know, I don't know if I'm really want to you know spending all my time trying to figure out how to ma maneuver through this kill fest, trying to get to my target, and have this random element just kind of pop up and s snipe me from the back of the back of the head that I'm not even seeing. You know, I don't know how fun that's going to be. Well, exactly. the way they describe the game is says players will experience the main story as cult hunting down targets across the island of Black Reef to break the loop and earn his freedom. Players can also choose to take control of rival assassin Juliana, sneaking into another player's campaign to kill cult and keep him imprisoned in the loop. The multiplayer experience is completely optional, and players can choose to have Juliana controlled by AI within their campaign. So basically, it's a single-player game, but you could uh, choose to compete against someone else playing as Juliana versus having it controlled by AI. So. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, but I know that the Juliana was, she was going to be part of the game either as, either, you know, in both, either or as a, another played someone jumping into your game or as AI. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so, I mean, then that, that's, that's, then that's, that's better, you know, it's yeah, not we'll a keep requirement. An eye, we'll keep an eye on this game. You know, maybe it's a thing, maybe, you know, we'll be able to rent it from the library or who knows, maybe I'll pick it up and I'll share it amongst you two. That would be a good chance to give our overall impressions. Well, it's on it's it, from so. Bethesda. So just get it on game pass in a year. Yeah, <laughs> that might be the case. Yeah, once the exclusivity is up and it goes to Xbox, yeah, for sure. So, but I'm surprised it's not day and date on Xbox on a game. Well, the thing, well, what happened was is that this is a deal that Bethesda made with PlayStation prior to the um, merger, and so Microsoft said that they are going to honor that exclusivity deal that is in place prior to the arrangements that were made. So. That's the reason why you're seeing this game only on PlayStation, even though it's developed by Bethesda. So, uh, cool. Yeah. All right. And then last but not least on the state of play, they ended with a trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, which is a DLC that is coming out for that game. It has a first playable appearance of Yuffie Kugaragi on there. And, of course, they also advertise the fact that uh, they are releasing a next-gen upgrade to the uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake for the PS5, and you'll be able to get that uh, for free on there. So, And uh, you do have to purchase the Integrade DLC if you own the PS4 version. Uh, they are selling a box version of Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade for PS5 owners that do not want to purchase the PS4 game that has the DLC included on here uh, the playstation plus version the final fantasy 7 remake that you do get uh for free if you're a playstation plus uh, subscriber is not able to be upgraded whatsoever so you will have to purchase the game or purchase the ps5 version of final fantasy 7 remake to do that just in case you want to experience that so on there um i i was getting the feels on the trailer i definitely appreciate it uh, this is a game that's been on my backlog 
Uh, I am definitely going to wait to the PS5 version uh, comes out before playing it on there. What, Kev, I know you own it too. I think yep. you're waiting as well, probably with me, right? Yeah, I am waiting. And I'm, I'm, and actually, it was funny. It was like when I got the, the Final Fantasy VII remake was one of the games I was thinking about jumping into uh, right off the bat. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I got sidetracked by other stuff. So yeah, the the I, I don't know if I'm just going to upgrade. Uh, yeah, I think I'll just probably just buy the the integrate DLC and just buy it and just be able to run through the main game and then the integrate the DLC, the DLC right afterwards. So yeah, I think I'm just going to do it that way. And Des, I think from what I think you told me before, you're not interested in Final Fantasy VII Remake at all, right? No, not at all. All right, good deal. Okay, well, that was the state of play on there. So, And then I do have some other news real quick. We'll go and go through and just get our overall impressions. I think the next one's going to be a point of discussion. But uh, prior to the state of play on Wednesday, uh, Sony had some announcements to make on there, and there was uh, interviews with Jim Ryan showing up in a few places, including Gentlemen's Quarterly, GQ, you know, that magazine you read that was competing with Maxim and all the other <laughs> men's magazines <laughs> on there. I, you know, obviously the stand's trying to stay relevant by interviewing Jim Ryan over here, but uh, he made a mention that uh, there are further PC ports of PlayStation uh, titles coming, and then they did announce Days Gone, of course, on here. And, of course, he made a statement in the article with GQ stating that uh, he looks at bringing out PC games as a way to help compensate for the cost of making their games, uh, you know, the, the AAA games that they do on here. So then I'll read his direct quote. Uh, so there's an opportunity to expose those games to a wider audience and recognize the economics of game development, which are not always straightforward. The cost of making our games goes up with each cycle as the caliber of the IP has improved. Also, the ease of making it available for non-console owners has grown, so it's a fairly straightforward decision for us to make on here. So so uh, Sony likes making money from their games, and obviously getting them on PC is easy. So a whole slate according that is what it was stated uh, first party titles is apparently on its way on here so days gone i believe is coming out next month on steam with all sorts of pc bells and whistles and we'll have to see what else is coming down in the pike on that so and so kev i'll i'll turn the stage over to you because i know you have very strong opinions on this so we might want to just reiterate what we talked about before so well i mean it's a mistake I mean, it, it's definitely a mistake. You're not going to, you know, in, in looking at looking at his direct quote, that's exactly the same thing Phil Spencer said when they announced uh, Play Anywhere. It, it, exactly the same thing. I mean, he, he didn't say, obviously didn't quote him word for word, but premise for premise, it's the same thing. So PlayStation fans, get ready, because we're going day and date. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next year. Uh, it may not be. It may not be this gen. But we are going day and date. You can you can bet your bottom dollar that we are going day and date on PC. I don't it, think I mean, it's going to happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. 
I'm thinking it's still going to keep the same, like at least look at Death Stranding, even though that wasn't a per se uh, Sony game. They gave publishing rights out to 505 with Kojima having control of that. That uh, uh, I. I I don't know. Maybe we'll have to make a bed or something, a steak bed. Yeah, we can we can we can make a. Hopefully, we won't be in COVID city when when that happens. But yeah, I will happily take that bet because here's why. And you know, uh, shout out to Bit the Bit Cloud Gaming who made this point, and it was something that I was thinking along the same lines as well. But all of the people, all the suits that made only on PlayStation means something, are gone. You know, Jack Trenton, Sean Layden, uh, even Kaz Harai, you know, those guys that pulled uh, Sony from over the cliff of bankruptcy and turned the PlayStation brand into the juggernaut it became, you know, during the PS4 era, rebuild you know rebuilding the mess that the playstation 3 became and turning it into what it was and then pushing that same thing into the ps4 where play on where they said they believed and they proclaimed and they sold the idea that the playstation ecosystem was the best place to play and those those first party exclusives third party deals all that stuff that made the PS4 the juggernaut, all those guys are gone. Those dudes are gone. And and Ryan is Phil Spencer Jr. I mean, this he said he's saying the same stuff that Phil Spencer said when Play Anywhere was was announced. And the thing that makes no sense to me is folks, the only reason you've got Play Anywhere and Games Pass is because Xbox gamers weren't buying games. If they were, I don't think we would have the P, the these games on PC day and date. We may we may have Game Pass. We maybe considering the way what Microsoft is as a software company, but I, I think it would look it would it would be different, or at least it would have been pro, it would have the full implementation of it would have been prolonged. And the difference is, is that people buy PlayStation exclusives. They sell millions, even even the ones that aren't as quote unquote good. Days Gone sold sold in the millions, you know. So I don't fully understand this desire to follow what your who your competitor who is in last place, by the way, follow and do what they do. I, I don't I don't I don't fully understand that. Number two, you're number three. You're not going to get a hardcore PC gamer to jump into a console because a console represents everything that they despise about gaming: a locked ecosystem, can't do mods, have to pay for online, you know, no mount, no no dedicated mouse and keyboard support, all that stuff. Those guys, they ain't into that. They want to run their benchmarks and brag about their CPUs and GPUs and, you know, play, you know, Civ V or, 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 or Warcraft. That's, that's what they do, you know, for the most part. And the one thing that I would often hear from, like, hardcore PC guys online, you know, you know on Twitter, 
was to think, man, you know, I don't want to get a console, but I may have to because God of War looks really good. You know, Days Gone looks really good or or Last of Us looks really good. You know, I may have to I may have to get that. Now they have just told the entire PC population that if you just wait long enough, you're going to be able to play the same game. And depending on the contents of your rig, uh, you'll be able to play it in higher fidelity. You know, now is Sony going to make more money? You know, I don't know. Maybe they will. Uh, you know, uh, but if you're going to, and and again, PC gamers don't pay full price for their freaking games. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Ain't nobody on the PC playing fifty nine ninety nine for a new game. It's not happening. They are going to these these third party uh, uh, key sites. And they're getting 15, 20, 30% discounts on new titles. They are not paying full price for these games. So the amount of money that Sony is going to get from putting their content on, on PC, you know, it's negligible. Because they're not thinking like console people think. When, we, when you play on console, you're locked to an ecosystem. You know, even and I mean, you can get some console codes on these third-party sites, but not everything. PC gets everything, so you know, I I don't fully I I don't I don't fully get it. You know, it's um, you know, it 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 is it is what it is. But I think it, it's gonna it's gonna wind up if they keep pursuing this and and going day and day i think it's going to bite sony in the butt because you know why spend the 500 bucks on this new box when i don't have to when i can get when i can just get a pc and you know people say well i don't want to play on pc it's like okay yeah. well are you thinking about you know if you're are you don't have to spend 1300 dollars or 1500 dollars on the on the best of the best to outdo what the consoles are putting out you don't, you know, uh, my, my, in my, in my I seven that I have in my rig, there is a class in that, in that same generation that will outdo what these con with these current consoles will do. Just the P that's just the CPU, you know, and you don't have to get a 3090 to outdo these consoles. You don't. At thirty sixty, I don't know if there's been a direct con comparison, but at three hundred dollar thirty sixty, if you can get it, uh, is putting out some fantastic benchmarks, and AMD, I'm sure, is going to have a response to that, which is probably going to be even cheaper. So, the bar, the barrier to entry on your initial outlay of of equipment is not as steep as as people think, you know, once you, once you start getting into the, into the nuts and bolts of this. So, yeah. um, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a mistake, but you know, I ain't running a multi-billion dollar business. They are. So we'll, we'll yeah, just have to it, see. It's not bothering me per se. It's, you know, because of the fact that these games are a year or two old, you know, for me at least, but I just don't think they're going to get too close to where they're going to have to have to develop both a PC version and a PlayStation version at the same time. I think they're farming these um, ports out to houses like, the, you know, 
development houses that do the port for PC. Like I know Horizon was farmed out, obviously, and I'm pretty sure Days Gone is going to be farmed out as well on there that are going to basically take these console versions of these games and, and basically add all the PC bells and whistles on there. Obviously, Horizon had some issues at launch, but it's a point that, uh, you know, they shored those up. But, you know, if we want to make that wonderful stick bet... <laughs> Oh, oh, okay, the, I'll definitely take that. I'll, well, we I'll got the, we got the para parameters. End of 2022 is that a long enough uh, span for this bet? <laughs> um, when how 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 long was it? How how many years was it into the PS4 that we got the Pro and the One X? Uh that's a look. I think the Pro came out. I think in uh, 2017. It might have been 2016. So okay. hold on. Let, let, let me do some crack internet research. And then Desmond, you could be our, like, you know. Basically... I will say, I will say within the same amount of time we, we, we went from the standard PS4 to the Pro, we will get day and date. All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep that. Let's see what the release date was here. Because the PlayStation 4 came out in 2013, right? If mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. So. It came out uh, 2016, so it was like three years. Yeah, three, so years? three years. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say in three years we will be looking at day and date for PlayStation exclusives. Three years from November of uh, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a beautiful and, steak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we will see. We will see. I, I'm, I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong, but I, when Horizon was announced, I knew, I knew that day that day was coming and here's the thing also uh playstation first party teams sony has been growing those teams internally uh i think the last i think uh i want to say it was gaming.biz said that i think it i think it's the the people at uh the the um the folks that are doing horizon that there is the equivalent of three different teams uh working at work working at that studio right now and i think uh uh insomniac their their numbers have grown considerably and one of the i can't remember what game it was this was a while back but i i want to say it was naughty dog i want to say it was naughty dog that they had posted in an indeed uh job listing for someone skilled in uh uh, what is what? What is that? What is that? Uh, that graphics uh, uh, x x something? It's Windows specific for game yeah. development. Uh, anyway, they were looking for people that were skilled in that. Now, DirectX. DirectX. Yeah. So they don't have to farm these these old games out anymore. Sony is building their internal studios up to a degree in which. They can have PC development and console development running in tandem. And they've been building those teams up. And if you're advertising for people for DirectX experience, the only thing, that, you know, unless you're going to start porting games to Xbox, the only other thing that, that, that makes sense to me is that you are going to be working uh, for PC ports for your games in the future. Now, I'm going to play these games regardless. You know, I'm going to play it. I ain't waiting three years to play the next Horizon 
you know, Horizon, the next Spider-Man, the next whatever. Because I think Sony makes the best games in the business, or their first first party studios do. But am I going am I going to continue to invest in a box that is requires me to pay for online? Uh, limits me to where I can buy those games from when I can invest some more money into a PC in which I can get those discounts, those steep discounts day one and be able to play in the in higher graphical frame, graphical fidelity, frame rate fidelity, all that stuff. And if I, if you're telling me it's day one, I'm, I'm, I'm going PC. And, and I mean, again, it, it's not bothering me, but I, I just think it, it's stupid when you put out a when you built your your foundation on best played on PlayStation only on PlayStation that those prior suits that I mentioned before established and made you the jug the juggernaut in the industry that you are to throw it all away for your you know, well, you know, the cost of making these games is just growing exponentially, exponentially, exponentially. Well, you the the thing about it is that you make better games, and better games does not necessarily mean, you know, I can't tell the difference between real life and what I'm seeing on my TV screen. I just need better games, you know. And you can make great games without a a billion dollar budget <laughs> you know you you that's it's very possible so oh i'm kind of i'm interested in the fact that you said you'd go pc because i know last show you mentioned the fact that your pc dream basically is aborted for at least right now it it is, it is but you know the premise of that is playstation yeah because that's where i prefer to play would you if sell your PS5 if that's the case? I would sell all this crap. I would yeah. sell it all, and I would so I would convert my third party over to PC, and I would I would I would be live happy because all my arcade sticks are PC compatible. Uh, my Dual Sense is PC compatible. I would probably get a Dual Sense to play because uh, I I just like that controller better than the Xbox. I'm sorry, you know, uh, you know, send your hate mail to gamingvessels at gmail.com. I just think the DualSense is just a better is I prefer that controller. Obviously, oh, it's, because a, it's a great play. controller, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I can play. I can use my DualSense for PlayStation specific games and for third party. If it, as long as as that support is supported on Steam, uh, you know, in the you know, on, on, on the metal, so to speak. So yeah, it, it wouldn't make sense for me to keep investing and playing, paying for PlayStation plus and even, you know, the PlayStation collection and all that other stuff when I can get those games on PC, you know, and run them better. It, it it just it just for me at that point it wouldn't make any sense right now what i'm saying is that i've got enough store credit for an xbox and i'm sitting on little what six eight months whatever of game pass ultimate that i'm just not going to let go to waste because i bought it yeah so well once you get the pc be, you're yeah. able to get like even the xbox games too so i mean yeah. it'd be the best so, of both worlds you're eating good eating fine on the, yeah. on the so, pc so yeah so I, i'm just saying you know from from my perspective and, and my pc gaming desires you know 
come and go with the tides. But with, with the day that PlayStation goes day and date, that's when I'm out of the box. Good deal. Well, yeah, I know that other people on other shows maybe have said, like, you know, people that want to keep the PlayStation games on their platform, like gamers like yourself are, like, you know, just crazy. Even heard words like incel being like thrown out. <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be that incel, but I don't think it's not, you're not, it's not hurting my feelings, right? It, it I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, 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 of a correlation here. It would be like, okay, I'm getting ready to go buy a car, all right? And Dodge says, we've got this 800 horsepower, you know, Challenger, Challenger demon. And Camaro says, well, we've got this, you know, 700 horsepower, you know, SS. But then Dodge comes out with this statement saying that, hey, um, we're making our, our engine available to all the car ma manufacturers. So it's like, really? Uh, so your main selling point, I can get it anywhere? I mean, I'm going to get that performance, right? But I like the body style of the Camaro better than the Challenger. So your main attraction that would have made me spend all of my money on that Challenger, I'm going to get the Camaro and get the, get, and get the Dodge engine put in it. You see what I'm saying? It, you're yeah. not hurting me. I'm yeah. not. My feelings aren't hurt because you know Dodge has betrayed me. <laughs> I'm getting more money for my. I'm getting more bang for my buck because I like the body style of the Camaro better than the Challenger, and I get its the Challenger's performance, which I like better than the Camaro. Why wouldn't I do that? Best of both worlds. Right. <laughs> So if that's what makes me an incel, then call me an incel. <laughs> You're not an incel. I know. You're a married yeah. man. <laughs> What's your thoughts on all this, Des? I, know I have no thoughts. I think no it's, thoughts. No, I think it's going to be what it's going to be. And and people, and unfortunately, these people need to make money. And they feel they can they can make money off of, off of um, uh, PC uh, players, and they're going to do that. I mean that's yeah. that's literally what it comes down to is 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 where's the money at and if people are you know buying stuff and they're and they're doing this I mean then you know maybe they yeah. thought that the, the 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 amount of game or the amount of uh, consoles they sold wasn't enough or whatever or, or they just need more money I don't know that just that's that's where I mean it's all motivated by money I mean come on these, yeah these, in the end yeah these people are the, in here to make money so the only thing that I could think of would that would keep me in consoles uh even after PlayStation goes day and date the only thing that I can think of that would keep me keep me there would be data caps on my on my internet from my internet provider because these games are just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger which means that I'm going to be pulling more from that initial download subsequent updates I mean you know, I can remember the the gigs of Destiny Two updates. You know that I downloaded, uh, and if I and if and if Xfinity decides to slap me with data caps, then I would just rather just keep that the core data on the disc. And I mean, I'm and I'm still a I prefer physical anyway. That that's just me. I like I like looking up at my shelf and seeing all my stuff. 
But that's the only thing. If data caps become an issue from my internet service provider, that would keep me in console after Sony goes day and date. And, and that's the only thing, I, the only possible thing that I can think of that would keep But that's it. Gotcha. So, all righty, from, from that, we're going to go into our contact. You can reach us at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's where you want to send your email. If you've heard something you want to comment on or if you'd actually like to be a part of the show and chop it up with us about this wonderful hobby of gaming, you're going to send that email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, social media, we are on Twitter at gamingvessels. We also have our own individual social media accounts. I can be found at shownuff71 on Twitter. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PlayStation Network, I am shownuff7, same spelling with the number 7. Xbox Live, I am shownuff071 with 071 at the end. And on Switch, I have my friend code, but I don't have it with me. So I don't. I'll, I keep saying that every show, uh, that I'll have my Switch code with me. But... Uh, I don't. So, Des, where can <laughs> folks get a hold of you at? Uh, you can get a hold of me on uh, Nemo Tigger on PSN. It's N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Uh, again, that's PSN. Uh, I don't think you're going to be on Xbox. Sorry. <laughs> um, and again, I, I don't have my PlayStation... Uh, sorry, my Nintendo co friend code either. So, uh, we're probably just going to have to put it in the outline for next time. So, that way I can just look at it. and It's like, it's there, like Joe did, because Joe is much more you know, on the ball, ready to go than I am. So, um, and you can find me on Twitter at the Nemo six. That's T H E N E M O the number six. Uh, so yeah. Or is it S I X try them both. Either one will get to me. <laughs> Joe, where can folks find you? Uh, me, I am on Twitter at Joe Fungul, J O E F O N G U L. Um, on PSN and Steam, I'm Kaminagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. On Xbox, I am Kaminagara, same spelling, 6995. And my Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409. And it is S-I-X at the yeah. end of your Twitter. Yay, S-I-X. <laughs> yes. All right, folks. And don't forget to follow us on oh. Spotify. I'm sorry, what? No, because Joe, Joe did write in the contact information. Look at Joe. Awesome. <laughs> And don't forget to follow us on Spotify and switch on notifications to get informed of new episodes released as soon as they come out. So for Des, the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. Cat Daddy, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy, a.k.a. High Res Hater, and for Trader Joe, the Food Max of Gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar, I am Shonuff71 saying we'll be back next week with a new show. Peace!